forever. Dog. Attention. Please remove your glasses for a podcast that may include Avengers who are too busy to be in your ride, scalding hot brands shaped like friendly cars, and a nearly episode derailing relitigation of something that itself was an episode derailing relitigation. It's an exclusive Disneyland Paris report from foreign correspondent Griffin Newman on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, where we're a little worried that we might get radiation poisoning from our guest, because he's just returned from a cultural Chernobyl. <sighs> I'm Scott wow. I don't know what that gasp meant. Was, uh, admiring a long walk, maybe. <laughs> it's a short walk. I just didn't know where it was. It's like you, you stepped out your front door, and I didn't know if there was any ground beneath you. I first, the first half is that I accuse you of having a problem, of, of being of halting out or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, I have, of course we're starting off very broad and accessible. I'm talking about that late '80s oh, reaction yeah. to the announcement of. Uh, Disneyland Paris, uh-huh. which presumably we will talk about to some extent. Uh, I'm Scott Gardner. Mike Carlson's a host of the show. I am a host of the show. I'm here. Uh, yeah, the cultural Chernobyl. Uh, uh, I wonder. Yeah, did it get? Did it turn anyone into an Incredible Hulk? type uh, uh, character superhero when Disneyland Paris opened. I don't know the answer to it. <laughs> Certain critics maybe raged out to a, right. a Hulk level. Exactly. Jason Sheridan. I had hero. to, yeah, I took a, had to take a second, uh, partially because I, I was not 100% sure you're referring to some mm-hmm. of the reactions of Disneyland Paris. And also, uh, I think I've just gotten so numb to those old news articles or essays where it's just like, uh, city walk, a walled city on a hill, <laughs> whereby upon the others gaze on the hoi, hoi polloi, you know. <laughs> Is there a French Hulk? Was there ever a French Hulk? Was there a in French the comics? Hulk? Yeah, was Hulk ever? Was there a, a Hulk character that was French? I feel like that's one of the things they haven't done is the sort of like the International League of Hulks. No, yeah, it's a good point. A beret wearing. Yeah, it feels Hulk. like the character that would be most fun to see the specific cultural. I agree. Completely agree. Of. Yeah, and, and I'm, when I say that, I mean like a cartoonish picture of a French person of no, from no, no. 1960. Of course, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> he does. He speaks so guttural, though. Like to to turn it (laughs) (laughs) right yeah there you go yeah (laughs) well it's i guess it works perfect is what we figured out (laughs) and nailed it uh um our guest today uh we're we're excited he's here uh he has assured us that we are his only podcast appearance (laughs) during his uh current promotional tour one and we're we're honored by that Uh, um there's there's a bunch of uh, uh, credits and accolades that we could give you, but there's one that is the most important right now, yes. which is that he is the voice of a talking chipmunk in a Disney movie. Motherfucker. Uh, please welcome the voice of Pip in the upcoming, I think out today, I think when we're putting this oh, out. Oh, wow. Uh, I believe so. If we tend that November out. 18th? I think so. I think okay. that's the idea. Okay. Also, Mickey Mouse's birthday. You're in a Disney oh, movie. Yeah. Happy oh, coming out I on, Mickey, on the know Big Cheese's birthday? That. 
Yeah, this is. Uh, uh, hey, I don't think they, they don't they don't do accidents over there. I no. think they're set <laughs> they're setting up a new uh, Mickey Mouse. His name is Pip, and his voice's name is accidental PTR legend Griffin Newman. Uh, thank you for that introduction. It does it does feel like now I, I there's no other way to interpret it as anything but the Walt Disney Corporation, Walt Disney Studios saying the best gift we could give to Walt for his birthday. <laughs> is Disenchanted, a Disney Plus original <laughs> for families of all ages. The best gift you could give to Walt for Mickey's birthday. Correct. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. right. Yes. Which makes sense. I mean... And the best gift you could give Mickey as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, so. I think A Mickey, new friend? I think Mickey will love it. I, I yeah. really... I've been saying this a lot to everyone working on the movie. I'm like, I think Mickey's going to really like this. Oh, Amy, Patrick. Oh, Griffin. They here's the baton. <laughs> it must have been difficult with scheduling because they were filming Sonic at the same time. Oh, <laughs> my, um, my copyright's running out. You're going to have to do this from now on because I'm out of here. Time is of the essence. Let's just say... Because uh, you guys... I, I told you almost immediately when I got this job. Obviously, I was like yeah. relevant information will mm. you guys great believe? news to drop that was great very exciting I, I, i'll probably get in the story a little bit like but the process of getting the part was a little bit odd and surprising and sudden and was kind of uh, unexpected mm-hmm. but uh i was i was looking through old text i got the part may 2021 Huh. So mm. I've been working on this for like over 18 months. Yeah, yeah. And we've done multiple episodes in that time. Yeah, much. And this is the first time I can acknowledge it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's- we've been sitting on this information. Yeah, we all knew. Yes, you're coming and hanging out with us, with people who talk about Disney all the time. The first accidental PTR legend to end up. A, well, in contention to be a, uh, a... This is the beginning of the journey of being a purposeful Disney legend. Chucko isn't in any Disney movies. <laughs> I was I hope not. I'm worried that I'm going to watch the next time I watch one that I suddenly get some weird <laughs> flashes. flashes. Randy Runyon could be in a Disney could. movie and we don't know yet because we I'm, haven't seen. We I'm haven't not maybe no watched. one else is going to make it. I'm just saying we don't know of anyone else who has made that leap yet mm-hmm. from yeah, PTR that's true. to Disney. Is Randy Runyon who played Chucko? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chucko hasn't come up a ton lately. No, honestly, so, I would prefer he hadn't come up because I'm really I'm resting him for what I have planned. Oh, next. Cool. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I want it to be a good long time before yeah. he comes up, so I'm going to edit yeah. this out at least for the audience. Now Don't it's another 18 him. minutes before you can pay off this bit. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to have to push it back 18 more months. Yeah, 18 <laughs> more months. He's got to find a suitable clock tower for what he's got planned. <laughs> <laughs> High enough, enough cover. You don't want one side of it to face just like a field or a brick wall. You got It's got to be 360. <laughs> yeah, got to have a mailbox inside so he can get his word out before the becoming <laughs> oh good that's, that's a disturbingly too good of serial killer thinking i or, or uh, shooter thinking well, sniper look, thinking uh, there's just not enough post office boxes now there's not enough mailboxes it's harder than ever to go postal this is a good point <laughs> it is, that Jason's it is. Yeah. yeah look everyone is saying art the clown this art the clown that they yes. should be saying chucko this and they are I wait hear, what are they saying I, art the clown he what's makes that people barf and poop and yeah he's from terror so scared. Terrified. Dude, i have terrified. no idea what you're we talking talked about. about this on an episode i just <laughs> heard you talk about this on an episode yesterday i know wow. it was recorded longer ago but i was not yesterday listening to 
to you go. It's terrifier than the movie that people. Okay, so I did it then, and I'm yes. doing it now. Yes. Okay, okay. I on, I truly don't. There's certain things. <laughs> I, 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 things. There's things that come up on the show where even where your Mike will say you don't remember this, and it's because I'm. It's being live erased as it's be yeah, as yeah. I'm learning it. You got to clear like, up like disk space. It's fast. Yeah, that is what is happening. I, look, I think we've all podcasts. proven we have yeah. a lot of goddamn names in our heads at Lord. all times. If yeah. this podcast does anything, it is drop <laughs> odd names of people <laughs> right. from all eras, except like history or anything that matters. Yeah, anything important, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop culture, Arcania. But what is what? Why did it come? Up? How Terrifier. recently? Ter- recently was like two weeks ago or less. Two weeks Ter- ago, a movie called Terrifier Two. It's a Hatbox 2. Ghost episode. Yes. What? Yeah. That yes. just came out. Yes. Terrifier Two. I was listening to this now. yesterday. <laughs> Terrifier <laughs> Two is to in you. Theaters, it's so fresh. People yeah. are puking. People and are passing out because it's so gross. Oh, it's I really remember gross. that. Yeah, but Art the Art clown. clown is the evil clown. I in the don't movie. know that we named Art the Clown hmm. though. Okay. Maybe there we go. Because I remember hearing about. Well, isn't this another one of these? This is a situation, much like another situation well, that happened recently, involved where you, well, this, you remembered it one way, this one, but, but, this then, way, but maybe somebody was not there speaking. I think that, that we, the crosstalk here was confusing as far as this was more obscure. What you're speaking about is a clear uh, um, misjudgment on my part. I think this acknowledged here yes. is, is a little bit more obscured as far as sure. the, the what had happened. We got to check the tape. I don't, I'm not confident that I've heard the name art the clown I, I, I think i think you may be right okay i think jason thank you for catching it I, yeah. Mike, I, thanks I'm for being saying. apologetic ever and and uh, thank you for uh, being an arbiter here yeah. mike <laughs> yep. has an excuse though, of getting like three hours of sleep at night i just am really still enmeshed in absorbing guys names and what's happening instead of pushing out actual memories the guys are pushing out the previous guys so every now and then a running joke I'm will saying. come out and i'll go like yeah yep uh huh. There's a and finite just... amount of space on the hard drive. Yes. And if you're adding new things, you got to delete some old files. Now, I, I, I want to say this. I do. Or you got to like... add some memory. <laughs> you do have to maybe have to buy an external hard drive. <laughs> how do, that's how do you do that in your brain? <laughs> well, I'm always working on my brain because I have all those uh, alerts and notifications. So I'm actually continually it's expanding oh, it. You so that's that the expanding. Like the, yeah, it's like that surgery you get when you're short that keeps extending <laughs> oh. your legs. <laughs> That I found out Rivers Cuomo had 20 years no, ago. He no, he did? Yes, he did. And he said it didn't work and they had to do a different version of it. He was like, Conan O'Brien's podcast. Rivers is coming up. It was like Conan O'Brien's podcast. This is what I was going to say. <laughs> I do feel like, and this is once again in Scott's defense, and I'm not going to take Scott's defense on everything oh, I, here. Because oh. there's a lot really of things fine. that need to be done in this episode today. People yeah. might look at this title and go, that seems vague in general. <laughs> there's a reason why. It's because there's so many different things to hit. Uh-huh. We, we did not want to talk about it. We, there was an idea of a more thing. specific episode yeah. and we threw it out because there's so much odd business there's a lot of odd we business. will talk about your trip to disneyland paris let's be clear about Foreign that correspondence but, mm. yes a new title another on top of that you're pip and you're the legend we also have to service the premise that you're right. the, the foreign correspondent right and mike said is this or maybe you said is this competing with jason's status as cub reporter i said i would never touch that <laughs> i didn't feel threatened i, I would never feel threatened that. i didn't cub reporter one of, one of my favorite sort of ongoing threads in ptr lore I'm, oh, I'm asking for a different space far away from Cup Reporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very literally far away. You went to another Physically far. I, I will not continent. report on anything within mm. the continental United States. Wow. Great. I will say that. Okay. That's oh. not my All job right. here. Okay, okay. Jace, well, but, it leaves him to do it. Get reporting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hit the <laughs> pressure. I do feel like the number of guys 
mm-hmm. has been multiplying exponentially <laughs> recently. I think yeah. guys are multiplying at a, a an astonishing mm. rate, and I think Scott has been feeling this frustration of I'm I'm being treated like. I should know these guys. Who are these? I don't remember these guys. (laughs) And it's like, it feels like every episode we're adding five or ten new guys. (laughs) Now, this having been said, Uh I texted you guys and I said, I just listened to the uh, Frank Marshall Gate episode. On the second gate, uh-huh. uh, what was it? Uh, the false Patreon. start. Patreon.com slash called, podcast, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, well, that, yeah, we'll have to we'll do, we'll have yeah. some backstory explaining to do. Uh, uh, yes, uh, well, this, the episode this, is called well, False Starts uh, Frank Marshall Gate. Right. And I listen to this episode, and I say to you guys, I think this is the best episode you've ever done. I think this is the best <laughs> piece of PTR content <laughs> that has ever been released, uh-huh. and I want to relitigate it on... <laughs> Mm-hmm. The show. There's still more on the main feed for the first well, time because this is, this is entirely this a is second gate point. issue. This is the whole point. Scott, yeah. you're like, maybe we do a bonus and we do we do two records back to back and we do a little Frank Marshall gate follow-up. Because that <laughs> whole narrative has been entirely behind the paywall. Mm. Yeah. I have come here today trying to force Frank Marshall Gate onto main feed. There's a reason I refuse <laughs> to spin this off into another episode. Mm. I think right now. This thread has been reserved for the elites. It's been placed <laughs> on a high shelf <laughs> for the, the PTR The blue donors. check marks, if the you will. Absolutely. Yeah. Griffin walked into this garage holding a kitchen sink with a shitty to <laughs> grin on his face, and he's like... I, I think this needs to become a main thread. <laughs> okay. All well, right, then do, sure. we need to, do we need to explain any backstory before you go into anything you want to go I into? Think so. I okay, think this um, is part of what needs to be accomplished uh, here. Um, I, I, I was prepared for this I, I i have notes in case any so let's explain the whole hmm. story here um so on <laughs> on a different second gate episode horror hall of fame with yes. andrew grissom mm. Um, we discussed these this, these old horror award shows, and uh, one award was given to Frank Marshall, the director of Arachnophobia. Mm-hmm. That's yes. why he was there. <laughs> you might also know him the as a producer. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting to see it. This is what he does this every time. All you have to do is like, say yeah. the words Frank <laughs> Marshall. He goes off into a better place in yeah. his mind. If I could just have the show only be about Frank Marshall and not theme parks, I'd be very pleased. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, you might know that name because he's the producer of many giant films, Steven Spielberg yes, films, yes. And, also, and, of, and of course, Hoot and the BFG. Of course, married to Kathleen well. Kennedy, who's yes. the head of Star Wars at this point. Started out as a, one of Peter Bogdanovich's protégés. His first job is on Last Picture Show, and he was very instrumental in Other Side of the Wind, both wow. in its original aborted... Oh, production and, yes. and actually getting it finished yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a legend in hollywood honestly a quiet legend i think this is important to point out because i yes. feel like sometimes i'm, I'm gonna play both sides of this great, that's great. this great. is an even-handed discussion right here yes, i just yes. think this needs to be discussed in full mm-hmm. i feel like sometimes when you are dismissing the notion <laughs> that mike is presenting frank marshall as an important figure in hollywood you and i understand this is a comedy show <laughs> and you're a very funny man i respect this mm-hmm. and you get the laugh out of me when you do this <laughs> we'll lead with credits such as hoot in the bfg which you did again just now it is yep you're you right say it's the a director move. of arachnophobia and the producer of such big movies as and you're not mentioning the fact that he produced the indiana jones films. yes mm. of course yes mm. yeah yeah et that he's mm-hmm. been nominated for many academy awards yes yeah yeah mm. now now he was being given an award for arachnophobia this is relevant that is relevant mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then you're looking for the the easy laugh sure on bfg and who 
A little undercut. Is, but look, no, this is true. He is a he is a major figure, and I acknowledge this. But let me shift it over here. None of that is why he comes up all the fucking time. He comes up because he's Jimmy Buffett's best friend. He's Jimmy Buffett's best friend, and he comes up all the time because I learned that he was like Jimmy Buffett's best friend, and it tickles me. It delights me to no end. And I've been thinking about this because I've been trying to prepare mentally for this because I know you brought you were going to bring this up. Right, yeah. And if I even flesh it out more of why I like it, he's like always with him in the background. Frank yes. Marshall, who's this like Hollywood legend, who's like you know you might not know unless you're a nerd for these names, mm-hmm. but uh, if Frank Marshall like he just goes and follows Jimmy on tour for like multiple days, and then he comes out and he's in the background on stage playing Margaritaville on a guitar, which is adorable. It's so cute to it's me. Ado- I love it. It's adorable and cute. Yes. is fascinating to me. <laughs> Don't you think it's cute that Frank Marshall is with his friend Jimmy Buffett? He loves him. He loves the music. He has to love the music. There's well, no way he doesn't love the music. Very cute. I very, I, I think it's not just cute that he does it, but that Jimmy allows it. Ex- like yeah, it absolutely. seems like uh, uh, equals, you yes. know, different fields, but appreciation for what the yes. others. Let do. me say this: mm-hmm. I do find that interesting that he shows up on stage <laughs> and plays guitar. That he has a whole other career, mm-hmm. esteemed in this other category, and then ends up on guitar playing Margaritaville at a, at a concert. Something else to say though You've never brought up that one That is interesting That makes me go like Frank Marshall That makes me more interested in him All I've ever heard is He's Jimmy Buffett's best friend That's the only fact that And much like the fucking briefcase story I don't get enough of like like information about why like i like when you give me more morsels i'm like okay that is interesting i do i did like hearing that yeah well i mean i think there's other morsels i've said that i i can't remember specifically what i've said in this show i don't know if it's just jason and i are in such like uh, agreement that of, of like loving frank marshall texting that instagram we posts have, to each other i think maybe we just share a common marshall language well, that this is Oh, that sorry. we maybe haven't conveyed to you or the audience, perhaps. And this is perhaps what what I my true agenda I have come here with today <laughs> uh-huh. is we- that oh. when you relitigate it to try to touch back on the Frank Marshall Gate, which, which we'll, you get it, to the the actual incident. Yeah, yeah. Should I say? Oh no, no, go ahead. Yeah, right. uh, it, it, things I would argue almost got even more testy. Uh-huh. It, nothing was settled. No, and, no, no, and not really. I feel like there are some cleaner tunnels of communication that can be built here <laughs> i think I one like was, was just built this is you gave me more context for why the frank marshall jimmy we, buffett we connection to, is interesting yes, okay so yes. we're we're, we're figuring we're it out working on this yeah great. because I don't keep in mind as gator i come here as a, as a group therapist yes yeah, yes. yeah absolutely great. yes uh, uh because like you know what i've just something i've just learned is that you guys go off the ptr text thread mm. to do frank marshall uh, uh, sharing, thinking that I'm not going to be interested, but now that's left me with a, a big gulf of knowledge that I don't have, and mm. especially that the audience does not have. They are not on your text thread, okay. so yes. some of the things that are interesting to you, you've never told the audience. Scott, this is a great point. I do think that perhaps, and I am similarly fascinated with Frank Marshall, mm-hmm. and being mm. a movie nerd who is very aware of him and his name, yeah, and then just hearing Mike say, 
he is Jimmy Buffett's best friend. The math was done in my head. Mm. It is funny for that guy to be Jimmy Buffett's best friend. Okay. Versus mm-hmm. if he is presented to you as Jimmy Buffett's best friend, and that is your starting point, you go, mm. why the fuck am I hearing about him? Sure. I now, I'm aware of the body of, of work. I'm just not specifically like fascinated. Yeah, like, I've seen that name always. I've watched but... enough interviews with him. Mm-hmm. It's okay. funny, his temperament, the vision, the visual I have of him in my head. Yes. It's like, oh, if what if Brian Grazer... <laughs> Would just like follow Eric Clapton around and get on stage and once jam in a while with puts, the, all the puts the guitar on right right uh-huh. and and, pro- and also probably once in a while gets COVID yeah. <laughs> yes doing well, all sure. of this yeah, just of pops up up there and this has got to stop strumming through his veins it's it's just it's an odd dynamic and I do think there's something I find funny of like Frank Marshall is mm-hmm. so powerful in Hollywood right mm-hmm. you compare it with Kathleen Kennedy who like the last fucking five years a cottage industry has developed around people writing fan fiction mm-hmm. about what Kathleen Kennedy is doing behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. He's pulling out fully from whole cloth, Correct. making up things that we don't know. That, right. That, yeah. Whereas he is like, their reputations were tied. They are married. They were producing partners with Spielberg mm-hmm. on like the best of the best run he had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's from E.T. on mm-hmm. or it's Raiders so, on maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like an incredible run basically until uh, she goes off to do Star Wars and he became more Jurassic Steward and the Pet Projects and whatever. Mm-hmm. His movies he has directed tend to be a little goofy. Mm-hmm. Congo, mm-hmm. Eight Below, Arachnophobia. They are not Spielberg-level films. Sure. But people, I, people like Arachnophobia, I feel like. Fun but, movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun, I think Congo's fun, mm-hmm. you know? But it's like, his, his producing work is so high caliber. Did he do the recent bgs documentary did i see that yes i, I think yeah yeah Which i liked that. that was good yeah. i've talked about it on the show even he I, does I a lot of him. rock yeah. he loves he's a rock guy too but that's that's what's funny about him is it's not like oh this guy's a parrot head it's like this guy is like the gallagher two of jimmy buffett <laughs> that you can see him put on the shirt strap on the guitar get backstage and you're like this is his second life mm-hmm. this feels like his real joy well, his real passion and then shit where like Jimmy Buffett shows up in Jurassic World you're like he's in well, then so it's deep. all the little stuff like Jimmy yes. Buffett doing Don't Bug Me on the Arachnophobia soundtrack you go oh yes. there it is and then like he's on he's guesting on different things and they're like pictures of him in a plane with Frank Marshall 25 years ago and you're like wow they've been friends forever and I'm glad you set up at the beginning of this episode Scott that you think this is going to be a clean accessible entry point for new listeners yeah yeah yes. Let's <laughs> that's be. the goal of this episode not to get into arcana happy you're enjoying it uh, uh, so much mythology that you get to you get to go on such a treasure hunt but I think you're making a good point which is I think that Mike and Jason have a pre-established language and dialogue about Buffett Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I didn't know about this texting. Right. So, yeah, well, yes. this might have been a pre-podcast because I think, yeah, uh, like, I, I think we were just delighted. People are writing articles about. I remember people are past. like Kathleen Kennedy is under fire for whatever. People are mad about Star Wars or whatever. And then I think I'm sending you like Instagram posts like Frank Marshall like like arms around Jimmy Buffett with a cocktail or In something. Bermuda, I'm, I'm like, like as look at far this. away. He's, not, from... he's never there. He's just hanging out. He's yeah. living the life. Now like, this is like I'm friends with all three of you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a group text. Yes. Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. each of us has a separate text thread. Because sometimes there'll be a conversation <laughs> right, sure. where it's like, I don't need to send this to all the other guys. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. and I have our specific things we talk about. Yep. Mike and I have a text where we just talk about deals on action figures. <laughs> That's right. And gossip on social media, right? Yeah, yeah. Very quickly after his daughter was born, you were talking about deals. And New Avatar yeah. figure reveals. Yeah, they look right. pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm at New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. and I'm texting Mike about meeting guys who are only known within the action figure world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And at some point, I think I accidentally send one of those texts to our group thread rather than yours. And you kind of react with like, this is fascinating hearing you guys gawk about people I've never heard of. Yeah. Could not imagine putting this importance on. It's an alternate dimension. Like, of course, we do that. We have our guys who we do that with. But hearing some, like, arbitrary, dull name to me and and knowing that he's a rock star to you guys. I was like, I just met Blainer things today. And Mike is like, holy shit. Mm. I think you said that's bigger than if you met, oh, Toby Andrew. Well, that was was the Marvel (laughs) Legends guys. Yes, I met the three Marvel Legends guys. Not that I wasn't excited that you met Blainer because I was very excited about Blainer as well. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, that's bigger than. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were sort of enjoying the like, I like that I don't know this and I'm hearing you freak out about names that mean nothing to me. Yeah, yeah. There's an opposite effect going on with the Frank Marshall thing. Uh-huh. Where there's a presumption that you should know and care. Mm. Which, That's right. Which then angers you. I think that, yes, I always, the idea that I'm supposed to retain things now, I often is a frustration. I understand where Mike is coming from, to be fair here, because mm. he's like, it has come up a lot. Mm-hmm. This should have made the impact, but I think it was never properly established. Hmm. Yeah. So it's been said, but it hasn't it hasn't stuck in your craw yet. And as I said about uh, the, the the clown about like Art the, the clown, yeah. I, like, like there are certain things that I am learning it and erasing it. The pencil and mm-hmm. is moving yes. just barely in front of the eraser. You never had all the pieces <laughs> arranged in the right order. I, by chance, was similarly fascinated with Frank Marshall. Mm-hmm. Could hear Mike and Jason using shorthand to talk about the Buffett stuff. Do the math in my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But perhaps for the common listener and even a common co-host of this show. <laughs> That math was not so apparent. Well, this, I, I, I apologies, uh, Aaron, if you don't want to be brought into this conversation, but my wife, I, I, when I explained Frank Marshall Gate to her, she was like, do you talk about Frank Marshall on the show? And I was like, I think we do, but you are erasing it live as it's happening. It is not sticking with well, you. Mike's contention much this like is me. one of the top 10 guys, I think is perhaps false. Did hey, I say? I, t- oh yeah, I guess. Well, I this is yeah. This is when right? I caught re-listening to it yeah, that I was yeah. immediately. I was like, "How did I not catch that one in the moment that you declare <laughs> that?" Which, by the way, let me say this part uh, uh, as we're deep into it now. That and the, I what, think that the amount of buildup we're adding to this before we explain to main yeah, yeah, only no, listeners no, what the incident still. is. <laughs> I, okay, the the incident. All this being said, uh, we that we were at the premiere of Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Ride. Right. I'm reminded of this because of the arachnophobia clip. The, na- the, the name Frank Marshall was said. Mike started grinning wider than I've ever seen. <laughs> like the and Joker. Then, like and a Joker. Like Jason Chain. Like yeah. seeing your daughter for the first time. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't even close to that. But it was more maniacal when Frank Marshall comes up. There was a sweeter smile with my daughter. <laughs> well, this is one where I started feeling that feeling where I started to get horrified, where I was like, do I not remember Frank Marshall being there? Like, oh yes, of course, Michael. Uh huh. You like, disagree. Let me I, let me I, I, wait. Your choice of word was horrified. This situation was high stakes enough well, that Jason, horrified Jason was again the word. Shares my feeling about him and was actually horrified because he should remember. He Jason knows he would be a good boy and he should know that <laughs> he remembers. Well, because I caught there was a bunch of people. Oh look, there's so and so. There's so and so in the crowd. But that said, I did feel better when we realized he, he did not. Speak, he did yes. not speak. And and then wait, also, we haven't said the story. The okay, okay. So the story needs to be told. The yes. story is 
that it comes up. We're at this event, mm-hmm. and Mike goes out of his way. The topic's been changed. Mike goes out of his way to say, now remember that we all went to the event where we saw Frank Marshall speak, yes. and then we all did not remember this <laughs> happening. And you got very argumentative, said, voice raised. You don't remember Frank Marshall speaking? Flew into a frenzy. The, the tone is locked that. in yeah. my head now. You yeah. pointed at us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Accusations I that we did not yeah. remember a speech by this Hollywood luminary and mm-hmm. Jimmy Buffett's best and, friend. And You're and feeling attacked. Out. Jason is wondering if his memory is going. It, like, it's going. For you, so you're saying I, I would have remembered. Which we many things have established. Jason's memory for sure Perfect. is going. Yes. But. <laughs> but, but then it turns out we had the better memory because we didn't have right. a memory yes. of something that a, didn't happen. Only reinforced by a Scott. Did you post the picture of our view? This was something you brought up. You said, "Well, we might not have. We might have had an obstructed view, and you yourself might have had an extra obstructed view." I always have an obstructed view at these kind of standing events, like concerts. Like the exact point of view we had. The group of people doing this photo op. Again, we're ignoring Chris Pratt, big movie stars. Who cares? Whatever. Frank Marshall. There's a big speaker in front of Frank Marshall. Ironically, a speaker (laughs) in front of somebody who was not a speaker at this event. You caught yourself. Yeah. uh, Frank Marshall did not speak. An executive named Ron Meyer spoke. So you were scolding us about not remembering a speech that did not that happen. Did not happen. Correct. Yes. yes. And Jason, that's the story. Jason is is going. What does it say about me if I don't remember this? I should remember this. Mm-hmm. And you, Scott, are responding with the attitude of. I am angry that you are implying that this should be remembered in abstract. <laughs> yes, Even at that point, existed. the reality was that he did speak. Even if it did happen. Yes. And why would what could he this? possibly have done that would have made this memorable to me? Right, Mike, Mike is doubling down on the, you don't remember this? I don't remember him speaking? He took the mic. He then, of course, says, do you remember the fireworks? Because there was a big blast of fireworks yes. soon after this. And I... I posited, of course I remember when there was a bunch of fire in the sky. That somehow was more memorable to me than an old man speaking who I, unlike you, Griffin, have never seen one piece of video of. I've never been sent one piece of video of him. You guys are the ones texting about... I can't believe we're talking about this more <laughs> and longer. So much. There are certain it. listeners. Just delete your complaints about it. We don't want to see them. We have yeah. business to attend to in this garage. Yes. And you know you got to put up with bullshit as a listener. So yeah. uh, that said, more bullshit. Uh, uh, do, you, do you have another direction you, you want to take this? Well, I think, look, I... I uh you guys, you Frank, got, let me quickly just for context. Frank Marshall was there. He was, he was he did there. Not yes, speak. he did not. Yes. Speak. I just I caught myself on the episode about five minutes later after I came down. My blood pressure came down a little bit, and I went, <laughs> "Oh my god, maybe I was wrong. Was it a different old man that taught? Was there? It's like didn't say that, but it was there a different person that talked? And I'm misremembering. I did misremember. He was on stage. There's pic- clear as day pictures. He's there. I can identify him. The police can go. We can go down. I'm sure there's a record of it there <laughs> to prove that I was that. not crazy. The pictures are fine. The pictures we do not <laughs> need to saying. involve the police in this matter <laughs> just saying this uh, the universal city police <laughs> they, they have their own police they were probably there protecting him yeah. that night because he's a national treasure and they'll tell us yes he was there so i wasn't completely crazy and as i said on the episode 
uh, uh, it didn't even really matter to me. And this is how this is my way out. This is your double down. This is my double Mm. down. Didn't even matter that he spoke. Just him being up on the stage elicited the same excitement from me at the time. And also, you should have remembered that. You should have remembered a guy walking, a guy who I also in the moment could not see because there was big audio equipment stopping me from seeing him. I needed to remember that something that I could not see or hear because he didn't do anything uh, with his mouth. So the target moves, right? It moves from I (laughs) can't believe you didn't remember hearing this man speak yes. on stage uh-huh. in yes. front of fireworks too mm-hmm. he was one of many people on one a of stage seven people in on a, a stage. crowded <laughs> event 200, 200 yards away 300 many yards of away. whom most of whom are not chris pratt are yes. not recognizable to the common man they're Colin behind Trevor the scenes giving a very large speech about mm-hmm. the power of storytelling right yes. i under, look and i understand I do. This. of course i remember, remember that i remember everything he's ever done yes yeah yeah so i understand that but yes then so he was up there i caught myself luckily because i hate being i hate i hate misremembering mm. but it's three years ago and all i all i was remembering was the excitement of seeing him up there and that's what the energy that was pulsing from my body when i was saying i can't believe you remember was that he was on stage and i did feel the excitement was rushing back to me so all this <laughs> serves as like your explanation for why you got so animated and upset mm-hmm. it's not I don't think you're putting on me that I needed to remember it. You're just no. explaining why it suddenly became, you don't remember? Yes, yes. That's why. Yes, that is why, because I personally felt so excited. That was maybe the best celebrity sighting I had that night. Sure. So I was remembering and that. And no one here seemingly cares about Chris <laughs> Pratt, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Sure. It just does not, you, you completely threw him under the bus as a, an, an interesting celebrity sighting. Because you get defensive about the idea that you think Mike is attacking you for not remembering and then your Mm. retaliation is why would I remember that that's not important which Mm -hmm. makes Mike more defensive Mm, because I belittled Frank Marshall it becomes was this even worth remembering Mm -hmm. which once we then get to it never happened (laughs) it's an escalating (laughs) argument about a theoretical I now can see you've actually you've made an argument to me of why the episode was uh, more interesting than I thought it was yes now, yes. now that you lay it out in these, now that now that you're doing the like ten part true crime series right. about the twenty minute podcast fragment that we put out, because also that we started this as the top of an episode, it got so long that we bailed yeah, and started the episode over. Something we episode. might have to do right I was now say, too. This is what we're doing again. <laughs> but like, this but is too long. I don't want it behind the paywall. I, and I'm very happy to uh, uh, <laughs> fulfill your. <laughs> I, uh, you're the guest, and we need to go with your wishes i agree okay um, yeah we, we might have to sell but, but i do i do think there's a thing and i i think part of what's interesting about this to me is you guys just celebrated your fifth anniversary that's right that's true yeah thank there's, you it's a bit of a threshold crossed right sure yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, half a decade it's half no mickey's birthday but it's no mickey's you know birthday. in our world it means something you made something the copyright on state. jason sheridan is still many years to go before it wears off and <laughs> people can God. use him in the public domain before you have to start splintering him into sub jason <laughs> yeah, and arguing right. that there's a distinct different character <laughs> exactly <laughs> 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 before jason has a different copyright date. with republican senators to go like please extend the copyright date somebody's doing like a twisted horror movie with Jason Sheridan in the public domain. <laughs> we don't want that. It's but not it's, even a good movie. It's just exploit. Yeah. It's just the idea that they could do a yeah. fucked up years Jason away, Sheridan that's years movie. away still. I do think there's this thing though. Like uh, uh, the Doughboys 
friends of ours. Sure. Mm. Great podcast. Mm -hmm. The fighting has been baked into the cake on that show since the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Right? For sure. I think it preceded the show. I understand. I think a very mean text thread for a long time. Correct. Mm. Uh, They're like the Lockhorns of podcasting, (laughs) right? (laughs) Oh, this is, I want to hear every... (laughs) We got us on board. Jason just looked up from his iPad. We tune in to watch them fight. (laughs) And this is a thing that I think you cannot manufacture, right? Mm. It is why we all look at the, the Doughboys with awe. Mm-hmm. Because we're like the dynamic is so perfect. Writers could not, could not write created in a lab, mm-hmm, and there right. is the underlying truth where like these guys do like each other. They are perhaps mm-hmm. loath to admit it, <laughs> but if they really hated each other, the show would have ended years ago. Rather than every episode ending with them saying we should end the show. <laughs> yeah, anytime they could do it at any right. moment, but they don't. David and I, my my blank check co-host David Sims, we've had these fights as well. Very early on in the show, hmm. we had a big fight where I started pushing forward the theory that has existed for a long time in fan communities that the reason the Star Wars special editions exist and why George Lucas does not allow the original cuts into circulation mm-hmm. is because his wife, his ex-wife, Marsha Lucas, was one of the editors on the original theatrical cut, and by only putting the special editions in circulation, she no longer is entitled to residuals. Whoa. Wow. And David, heavy. the fight we got into about why are you still talking about this was very similar to Marshall Gate. <laughs> it was an early inflection point in the podcast where it's like, is there trouble in paradise? Ah. Mm. Oh, are you worried about us? Yeah, is that where we're, we're not, headed here? I'm saying... Mm-hmm. To a certain degree, it defies logic that you guys have gone five years without this big of a blow up. Huh. But hmm. I think there's been thin. Look, I mean, yeah, Randy Gerber's the biggest. I irritated Scott to the fucking moon. <laughs> but I'm saying, I think this has been building. Some of these, some of these tensions have been building. Uh, right? Sure, sure. I think it's like you, you three guys, you're friends to different degrees, right? You come together, you go, we all have this shared interest. Let's start mm-hmm. doing this. The beginning of the podcast, it's all about the unification of mm. we know these same guys. Yeah. Bob yeah. Gurr. Mm-hmm. This is a safe space where we can throw that name out. We all, we all know these guys. It's a shared it's a language yeah. that, yeah, we, we, we never even checked with each other about right. a lot of things. And yeah. over time, the thing expands. The mythology expands. Mm-hmm. More things get pulled in from individual lives. Right. And there starts to become this imbalance of, like, you prefer talking about this uh-huh. and, and dislike this more. Sure. You know? Whatever yes. it is. Not to, like, extreme, you know, sort of, like fight degree mm-hmm. but those mm-hmm. those things start to develop and there started to be this thing of like beach boys versus gerber <laughs> <laughs> versus 20s con i'm so artists. upset that you would pair those if i how dare you <laughs> but i th- i think frank marshall gate is actually a healthy thing to have happened yes okay. and to work through mm-hmm. because i think if podcast the right is going to exist for another 5 10 15 years which i hope it does yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> At a certain point, you guys need to learn how to coexist with when there's a zag into one guy's corner. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. When without we're so it, thoroughly yanked into one guy's corner. Right, yeah, without it feeling like, I'm angry, you don't care about this as much as I do, or I'm mm-hmm. angry, you're angry that I don't care about this as much as mm-hmm. you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know who could diffuse these, these sorts of conflicts among podcasters? Hollywood super producer like Frank Marshall. <laughs> 
Oh, because he's dealing with he, talent. He's you a mean. producer. He's got to diffuse, you know, the I studio mean, I, I and the director and the yes. talent. Our country bear Patreon episode got very contentious. He would have been perfect there to like mitigate some of that. Yeah. You know. So, Griffin, have you seen the Country Bears movie? First of all, I have. I'll say I only I haven't rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I saw it on VHS the year of its release. Okay, I I owe it another look. Okay, mm-hmm. I remembered liking some of it. Sure, I mean, that's yeah, essentially that's our. That's opinion. what we Scott yeah. and I said. Jason hated it. <laughs> Most urgent matter business. We mm-hmm. got to make the game time decision. Uh-huh. Is this the mm. first 45 minutes of an episode, or is this once again being spun off oh, interesting. into the third part of the Marshall Gate trilogy? It could be a bonus on the main feed, you know? There, look, there are a lot of options here. Yeah. 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 I just think the question is, do we now think anyone who isn't invested in this narrative has turned off the episode angry that we are not talking about <sighs> Well, the, the question, do you care about Disneyland Paris enough? And you're, look, we, this is why, look, it's why we bailed on a bigger topic. Yes. Because, like, what, what we're, we've essentially been teeing up is, like, a trip report uh, because you went to Disneyland Paris. It's, yeah. like, something that, like, uh, is, where we don't owe a lot of, like, a history of something. Right. It, only the history of a, of a weird thing that's been happening with us for the last you month. You know what? So, the, yes, let's say this is one episode. I think, I think so. this is the okay. choice. And yeah. I'll, I'll Assuming you feel good about it. I do. It's, it's, your, I do. it's your experience. I do. Your trip. I do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say that this was sort of just to explain to people a little bit how we end up on this, right? Yeah. Uh, my, my brother, James, lives in Paris now. Mm-hmm. He works for a Parisian basketball team, which wow. exists. That is a thing. <laughs> uh, he is like the, the Jonah Hill and Moneyball to this team. Oh, oh wow! Crazy. The quiet shy yeah, guy who does the analytics and uh, tries to pick players—he's uh, very good at this. I don't understand how his brain works. But you um, were saying you're maybe not a big sports person, but this you're fascinated. But like, all. what your brother? Uh, th- this way he gets to operate. Yeah. Well, look. First of all, I, I I went to two games with him. I had not visited him since he moved to Paris. Mm-hmm. He started. He got this job right before the pandemic, and then he had to because of the pandemic do the job for a year remotely. And then he moved out to Paris about, I guess, a year and a half ago. So he's been out there since then. And I've not been able to visit him. It's been overdue. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love Paris. I would love to visit him. I'd love to go see a game. I have not been to Disneyland Paris since I was a very small child. Yes, you said you had gone uh, a handful of times as a child. Well, so when I was a kid and I was obsessed with theme parks and I watched that, what was the show called? Inside Disney World, the one that George Foreman. Disney World Inside Out. You watched that on the Disney Channel? I watched it all the time. Oh, man. And I would say to my parents, why aren't you taking me to Disney World? (laughs) And my mother would say, I took you to Euro Disney when you were two, don't you remember? And (laughs) she would hold up a photo. I might have been younger than two. It was before my brother was born. And, bef- and my mom couldn't have been far along pregnant, and there's a three-year difference between us. Mm-hmm. So I was two and change at the oldest. Yep. And there was a photo she would hold up in my face to spite me of me as a toddler wearing a Mickey Mouse rain slicker, mm-hmm. saying, we went, it rained, we left early. What? And I'm like, I have no memory of this. And she'd mm-hmm. be like, well, I took you. You can't say I didn't take you. Yeah, yeah. 
It uh, sounds suspiciously similar to things that have been happening in this room. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was. You don't. To, you don't remember going to. And my mom. Your two-year-old memory didn't retain. Do you remember the castle? Soccer blue. It was the original Frank Marshall <laughs> game. No, my mother. Yeah. Oh, you just said a French thing. That was what you brought to the. I, I was. Just, I was. <laughs> uh, what do I? Uh, uh, bonjour. I was. Baguettes. It's almost like you woke up and you're like soccer blue. Soccer blue. <laughs> you didn't even know we were talking about. That's just how you wake up from naps. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Innate response. Your survival instinct is to say sacre bleu. Um, my my mother is French. She grew up in Paris. Mm. So that we would we would visit sometimes. And when I was like maybe ten, if even that nine or ten. My dad took my brother and I. This was when my sister was a little baby. So it was just the three of us, and we went for like half a day, maybe. Is this point in time pre these the second gate, the studios? Correct. Park? Okay, okay. Because what? That opens 02? I believe so. Yes. This was late 90s. Mm-hmm. It would have been, I think. Uh, even mid-90s, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the last time I'd gone. And I've gone to visit Paris since then. Every time I do the thing that I, you've sort of said when you went there on your honeymoon, yes. even as a man who hosts a theme park podcast, going, is this silly to be spending a day here mm-hmm. rather than spending time in Paris? Well, look, uh, that thought did not occur to me until we, it was too late to change the plan. It is a place. <laughs> I was there thinking it is silly that, I, that we chose to spend so much time here. I would not. I would say go for sure. Yes. But look, there, be careful. I, I, I was happy that I went, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think it is very much the nature of that place that the second you step foot on the grounds, you go, is it silly that I'm here? Same thing with you. Yeah. 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 And oh. I, I'm happy that I went, but every time I've gone to Paris, I do have that thing where I'm like, I'm a dork. I like theme parks. It's right there. It's a quick day trip. Sure. Is it silly if I go? So I haven't gone the last couple of times. I planned this trip to go visit my brother. I reach out to you guys. I know I'm going to be in LA afterwards. Mm-hmm. I know it, it Disenchanted's coming out and I want to come talk about that. And I go, I'll go to Paris. Let's find a thing that's like a fun, special occasion. But we could talk about a Paris attraction, which don't get discussed that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. And the thing that was immediately thrown out was the new Avengers ride. Yeah. That's a new ride. That's mm. only in Paris. That's right. It's yes, brand new. you were maybe the, yeah, this is a brand I new the thing. First, it the first, the first to talk about event, any of Avengers campus in Paris. Right. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's, let's just assume that's the episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I'll, I'll just, I'll say this quick because you have to get this out of the way. You know, the ride is like a, a reskinned rock and roller coaster. Yes. So we're to keep in mind, Aerosmith has been stripped from this yes. ride. Travesty. Right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you guys have talked about this principle a lot on the show. Anytime Disney has tried to develop a roller coaster with a narrative, <laughs> they often bump against this thing of it is hard to tell a story at very high speeds. Yeah, yeah especially very fast. Yeah, with old technology. Like, yep. I know Guardians in Florida supposedly is a little better at it. Cause I'm very curious to see that. Technology is easy, better but, for... Yeah, that's I, built from the ground up trying to rethink yeah. how to yeah. do this. Kind of can rotate you towards important stuff. Yeah. But I've also heard, like, yeah, a number of people are getting off this ride very nauseous. I've heard this as well. And I've heard this from people who love the ride. Yeah. Oh. I Terri- do Uh-oh. think... Terrifier 2 style. In fact. <laughs> Same shitting, puking. Yeah. Art the clown. Art the... I got it He's now. He's operating. Now I got it. Art- the Guardian's ride. He's pulling the levers. <laughs> oh, right? no. Um... Soccer so, blur. So this is <laughs> <laughs> that was your mother is French. It was funny, and it's getting no. Funnier. It makes sense. It, it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. No. 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 It was really funny, and I liked it. <laughs> um, 
so this is this is rock and roller coaster. This ride with this infamous launch, this yeah. very quick acceleration, flat yeah. into mm. super high speeds. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, most of rock and roller coaster, the narrative legwork is done by the opening because they know that once you're on the ride, you're not going to be able to follow the story. So you're it's watching this whole video, yeah, yeah. Ileana Douglas, Ken Marino. Then mm-hmm. you get on the ride, and then at that point, all you have to track is the song. Yeah, it's, I, I think even less in the Paris version is my recollection mm-hmm. that like you don't even get the the like the the narrative of the road sign or you go through the Hollywood. Yeah. I think it's just lights and concerts. It's like kind of. sta- it looks like staging more than it does sure. like you're traveling yeah. on the landmarks of works. Los Angeles. You're going to hear a rock song, you know, while you're on a fast, right. fast paced car ride. Right. Yeah. Uh, this a lot of the pre-show stuff is in French, <laughs> which I do not speak anywhere close to fluently. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not totally getting the pre-show stuff, which is there's not as much of a like pre-show scene clear. There's just some screens around you. They're setting up some plot points. That I don't understand who's the, in. What are you looking at? Well, so the weird thing they do in Disneyland Paris is a, a lot of French people are bilingual. Yeah, and you have a lot of English speaking uh, uh, European countries, adjacent countries that come and visit Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the rides, the the choice they make is you have two characters and one of them speaks in English and one of them speaks in French. Oh, which is what they do on Cars Road Trip. Correct. Which I believe you went on. We'll yes, get to that. Where like but. Cruiser Mera uh, speaks in English and Sally speaks in French, I think, and they're in conversation. Okay. They're not echoing the same points, like making sure it's repeated for both audiences. Very strange. One will say something and the other will respond in a different language. It's CGI Iron Man and Captain Marvel. I believe it really is Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like single writer, so I'm like breezing through the, the pre-show thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you were only there once. You probably should have experienced the line. Before I, you... I, I actually, and this is <laughs> yeah, you point should of the story, have. I fucked up. I fucked up. I really yeah. did. Because Thank I think this ride that, yeah. might have been more pre-show than anything, <laughs> even though it didn't seem like there was a lot of pre-show. Well, here, it, I was joking, and then everybody just said, yes, that's right. Yeah. That's correct. They yeah. have Nothing all the funny signs about it. that are like, <laughs> Don't go on this if you're pregnant, if you have back problems, take your hats off, loose articles, all this stuff. High-speed ride, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the only ride that on the sign says, remove your glasses. Really? Oh. Which huh. I feel like I don't see anywhere, right? Huh. And you don't on things? You don't just, like, out of caution do it? or I, I never have thought to. Mm. I guess maybe if I'm on a crazy upside-down roller coaster, which I don't do a ton, mm-hmm. if they're, like, all loose objects. But certainly for a Disney ride, I'm like, no one's telling me to take off my glasses. But I, I'm like, I'm going to fucking keep them on. No one, no one before the ride vehicle goes off is like, glasses need to come off right? right that's like a six flags thing yes right for not like a disney intense they, thrill rides the, the expensive coasters it feels like you should be able to wear whatever you want and totally. it's not going to fly off right but it is that thing where right when the thing's about to take off and i know it's going to do that insane rock and roller coaster like zero to 150 whatever mm-hmm. ramp up I'm it's not like, 150. What is it? It's like 60. 60. Okay. Like fastest <laughs> ever made. It feels so fucking Oh, fast. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I'm going to feel like such a fucking idiot if I lose my glasses in this flight, in this ride. Do I even want to take the risk? So I put my glasses in my pocket. The thing ramps up, and I quickly realize this ride is just rock and roller coaster, but three times it stops at a screen for 15 seconds. Really? Whoa. And then you're on a screen for 15 seconds. With Iron Man and Captain Marvel, every other line is in French, and I didn't have my glasses on. I couldn't see what was happening. Wait, it stops on the coaster? Correct. 
They just talk? How yes. does it start again? <laughs> I don't know. It would just stop, and then there's a screen, and I'm like, I can see a blurry image of CGI Captain Marvel and Iron Man in space fighting aliens. I could not even identify which alien race it was, and I know the Marvel alien races. Not the, I assume it's Chitari, maybe, from the I don't the know, first but they Avengers? were like flying around. I was like, are they scrolls? Because they were like in space. Huh. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, but, but it was like, and I'm getting half the dialogue. It's like... 10 to 15 second show scenes it's truly just a screen and then the thing ramps up again and that's not even it's full stop it's not even you're moving kind of slow my memory is full stop and at that point i'm like fuck i need my glasses for this and i'm trying with like a harness down to like fish my glasses out of my pocket and put them on quickly and take them off before the ride and i get off the ride it's over like within you know a minute and a half because it's a high speed thing and i step off it and i think i text him i'm like i can't talk about this ride in the podcast I don't think it's good. I also really have no idea what I just witnessed. <laughs> this is fascinating to me because it felt really janky. What I'm interested in it about is the stopping because if it's stopped, like yes. what I from what I understand, which is surprisingly very little about roller coasters after sure. doing this show for five years. But what I understand, like when I uh, uh, Tony Baxter talked about trying to redo Big Thunder out here because yeah. he was disappointed in the third part of it, the third act of it, because it doesn't go as fast. There's the second part of Big Thunder where you're kind of going around that curve is the most exciting. Mm-hmm. And But he was saying like, there's really no way because of physics to get that last chunk going faster. So they put in special effects at the end with the, like the TNT and stuff to make something feel like it's kind of a climax. Yeah. But he said like, you'd have to rebuild the track. There'd be no way. So I'm very confused by this. Did they add in like some sort of mechanics? Yeah. Like or, mechanics, that thing like, yeah. where, cause you're on Hagrid's when you're doing the coaster mm-hmm. there, it's many times you kind of stop. And then there's these sure. things you go through that like kind of ramp you up like you're uh, in Mario Kart and you hit one of those, you know what? <laughs> little that, light up spots. That's, that's what it felt like. Cause certainly after the, first screen stop the ride never got as fast again right because okay. it could i couldn't i feel like it couldn't yeah it couldn't because rock and roller coaster i think is a pretty simple mechanic where it's like you yeah, are it's launched an old, it's an old you're like shot out uh, of a cannon you just zoom momentum carries right. you the way of the ride and then you break sharply at the end but yeah hagrid's or other more modern coasters there's little launches along the way to account for show scenes. I will say this. The show building itself looked nice. I think walking around the Avengers campus in Paris, it looks good to a certain yeah. degree. Okay. The walk around quality of it is perhaps better than Anaheim. I oh, was impressed on that level. Huh. It's this ride. It's Spider-Man, which I did not feel the need to go on again. Sure. And then they have two different restaurants, one of which I believe is called Tony Stark's Pizza and Pasta Factory, which I found very funny. <laughs> That's very That's funny. Like that. yeah. yeah. Very funny. It serves a little pasta in a cup. <laughs> and there's a Hulkbuster. And then there was a, there was a, a, a Pim's Kitchen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they, they did really good show scenes. They have a similar sort of catwalk thing, yeah. but I think the buildings look more distinct there. I think it feels less like just a military base. <laughs> okay. It feels okay. a little Let's more sci-fi. Right. And, the, and the show scenes I saw were really good. Avengers was the only thing I like weighed online for for a little bit, mm-hmm. but the single rider queue was outside of the building. I think that's where I fucked up. So you did miss... I was I missed something maybe, Mm -hmm. but they did a good. I saw Black Widow, Spider Man, and Black Panther fight Taskmaster, and it was fun. It Mm -hmm. was a good like ten plus minute routine. Wow, wow! They were similar like a show. They catwalks kind of here. Yeah, the Dora Milaje came out. They did a sort of ceremonial like thing. All of that was good, Uh, but this Avengers ride is like the building itself looks good. 
Yeah. The ride is kind of incomprehensible. Wow. And I will wow. say, because of the stopping and starting, it made me feel pretty nauseous. Jeez. There was something very disorienting about just the like, you're done. You're at yeah. a screen. You're so overstimulated that it's hard to even focus on the screen, especially if you only speak one out of two languages that are being used by characters on screen and your glasses are in your pocket. They tell you to take your glasses off. Yeah, where does weird. that leave it when you have captions? And t- that's Oh, insane. yeah. I always Bizarre. take, I, since I was a teenager, I've, I've carried a glasses case with, now I carry two glasses case with me, one for glasses, one for sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is my But advice. that is a pain in the ass. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My advice to anyone going on this ride is either A, leave your glasses on. I don't think they're going to fall off your face. Okay. Especially if you're like wearing a face mask like I was. The second I stepped off the ride, I was like, I could have fucking looped oh, yeah. ear things around the glasses as extra protection. Oh, I would have yeah. been fine. Right? right. But otherwise, if you really want to cover your ass, get fucking like prescription sports goggles because otherwise, this ride is nothing. <laughs> Which is a tall otherwise, order yeah. to go on one yeah. roller coaster. Yeah, but otherwise, not worth going on. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Not yeah. a good... By, by the way, to say, I didn't know the name of it even. It's called Avengers Assemble Flight Force. Yeah. Which is a very Six Flags-y uh, yeah. right. title. And, and by the way, you only get two members. From my memory, it's that, just Iron Man and Captain Marvel. It's the th- two who can fly. That's what I was going to say. I don't think they use that catchphrase when it's just like, hey, it's the day shift and the swing shift. No. So whoever's taking over at night shift, get them up to speed, you know? <laughs> Wait a minute i'm on there's not an official wikipedia page for this ride this which is, is the scoop i'm telling. giving people proprietary information this wow. is not first like yeah yeah, yeah. we i've i've never heard any of this but there it's is not a, a full episode it's it, we've less to say than frank marshall gate but no, it does well, need of to course be obviously yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, we measured these correctly did you look up any like youtube uh ride throughs or any like anyone strapped a gopro i didn't are, are there good ones on i i looked yeah YouTube. there's okay ones yeah but it's hard to tell but the other thing is like for most of the ride you're just in like a dark show building and you're just moving really fast and yeah. it's not really illuminate like there's a not a lot there other than the screens can I read something off of, I was saying there's not a Wikipedia, but there is a Disney.fandom.com. Okay. And someone explains, here is why in a ride called Avengers Assemble, yeah. very few Avengers assembled. Right. In the queue, Iron Man tries to, <laughs> the f- Iron Man tries to ask Ant-Man, Rocket Raccoon, Captain America, and Miss Marvel for help, but can't get their help as they're busy in Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle at Hong Kong Disneyland and okay. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout at California Adventure and Avengers, Avengers Quantum Encounter on board the Disney Wish. Yes, they that's can't. right. It's an original experience on the, the newest cruise ship now. They're busy. I can't. I'm busy on a cruise. Is that the one where Ant-Man is in Thanos? his butt or something he talks about that he pitched the butt thing paul rudd in the video on the cruise ship acknowledges the fan joke about ant-man could have stopped thanos by getting tiny going up his butt and expanding and (laughs) he starts explaining it on the cruise and wasp says we can't talk about this oh it's a little this was like this was a running joke and then they kind yes. of co-opted it yeah. for, okay mm-hmm. interesting but Whoa. this is fucking exhausting you're telling me I cannot track the narratives of your Marvel attractions unless I'm crossing multiple continents going on boats you have to now speak French English and Chinese unless you're fucking putting me on a boat that goes from Paris to Shanghai <laughs> and you know people are gonna see those three things in the correct order 
This is actually, uh, they're pulling from the comics because, like, if something is heading towards Earth and the X Men need help, they will make calls and they're like, sorry, we're busy in the quantum realm. The Fantastic Four is busy. The Avengers are busy. Yeah. So it is interesting to see this applied because they they did introduce all the Avengers campuses as, like, unique. These are happening here and these are happening. I think what Jason's saying, and I may agree with him. Is that I like it. <laughs> this, is, See, this is the rest of our text. You okay. like that? that there, uh, okay. you don't. Here's wait a don't, minute. Here's hang on a don't second. Like. Here, okay, you go ahead. You go first. Go first. Your whole thing. You, the fights are healthy. This is okay. all healthy. Your whole oh, you goddamn go thing about rise of the resistance. It's not all my friends. It's not the characters. Everyone and where's Darth Vader? Now <laughs> there is a ride where mm-hmm. we called the other guys. They're busy, and you're like, I like it. Well, well, hold on. they had something hold to on. do. Hold on. Hold on. I think. Darth Vader had something to do in Rise of the Resistance. He's busy being dead. (laughs) Explain. Well, but we know that the dead speak. (laughs) Wow, you got me there. If there was a ride, though, where Darth Vader was in Hong Kong... I would at least take some solace in that. I would say, okay, that comforts me. You like that, that the Darth rides Vader's are in conversation now, with each other. Now, I do like the rides in the conversation. Here's okay. what I'll say also, though. There's plenty other superheroes that he should be calling. Yes. He has a best friend, War Machine... That could be there. Like, he's not... Yeah. There I, are other heroes that are not represented on the other rides who could at least flesh out a, a small Avengers I team. I don't think it needs to be, like, the classic cinematic Avengers team. Like, I don't think this ride is sure. failing yeah. because you can't it's call, not... You can't call it Avengers with two right. of them. But I think you can just pick a grab bag selection. Four. Give us four. You need... I'd okay. say five. I think five is the minimum. Five is fine. <laughs> what about... What if Happy Hogan was involved? What if John Favreau's Happy Hogan was there? Do you count him? I think he should be prominent in the pre-ride. I agree. I think on the ride itself, I want five characters with who, who costumes fly and, and or stuff. powers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if you're limiting it to they're flying there in space, uh-huh. fine, we can pick five of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So yeah, what so. the groom is group thought here is that as long per Griffin's wish, mm. we need three more heroes. But and with that, everybody being busy, we can't help is good. Well, Jason, do you agree with me that I it's good? Like the joke I, I of think some of them are busy as long as we're replacing mm. them with anyone. Yes, two is just yeah. not enough of. Yeah. Uh, two, I, I can agree with this. Yeah. Communication. We agree yes. with that. Yeah. We're communicating. We're communicating. Communicating. We to Scott's point, um, the, like in comic books, the continuity very quickly falls apart. Uh, because the Dora Milaje are also in Anaheim and uh, yes. Ant-Man is also walking around uh, Anaheim with like, oh, look, I got a little well, box And, land. The, and uh, this is know? the Galaxy's Edge problem where it's like you're tying yourself up in knots trying to make this universe work yeah. rather than just doing the thing that would be the most fun at any moment. You should yeah. work backwards from what do we want this to be? Yes. Let's figure out logic to get you to that instead of like, now we've taken things off the table because of the logic. We're fucking yeah. four theme park nerds in a garage right now and we're saying we would prefer if you cared less about how much we're tracking the internal logic of these things. Yes. Basically, yes. right? Yes. yes, absolutely. We don't really care. Because we like things right. where it's just everybody and you don't know why. It's a fun bonus if also you have those magical little connections or whatever. If it's, things are shaking hands. He, there's there's it's clear ways to do it. Like if he calls Spider-Man, yeah. it, it's like... Oh, I'm call, over I'll at the web Spider-Man. offices. What could right. he? What could that kid have going? And it, you just hear the chaos from the Spider-Man ride going on. He goes, great. you know what? Never mind. And it's like, right next door. Mm. That would be great. But I, I'm sorry, I was misremembering. It is that 
I, I didn't because I, I did. I, I want to bring this up because I do think this is important. Disneyland Paris has a priority access thing that is expensive. It is a variable price. Sacre blue. I know. But <laughs> unlike all the Genie and FastPass systems of the last couple of years, the thing works pretty fucking perfectly. Wow. Sure. The wow. only two rides I think it didn't work for were Avengers. Where you did Single Rider. I did Single Rider mm-hmm. and maybe Peter Pan were the only two. Okay. But basically, you get this app. You don't have to reserve any times. You add it onto your ticket. The price varies based on how far in advance you get it mm-hmm. okay. and how busy the day is and sure. all these things, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's one set price for whatever day you book, and then you get this extra QR code on your phone. And if you go to the entrance of any ride, there is a priority access thing. You scan the QR code. They go right this way. You're on the ride within three minutes. Wow. You don't have to schedule anything. Really? Yeah. Yes. It, oh it works like a charm. Yeah. Similar to the Express Pass at Universal or Lando. Exactly. It's, ex- yeah. it's, it's exactly the same. It is so simple. Unlimited rides? You can do every ride one time. Okay. The only thing it does not allow you to do, which I think is fair, is priority pass twice for the same attraction. Okay. But okay. otherwise, yeah, sure. do as many rides until your heart's content. This so is it's, interesting. It's expensive, yeah, but it works. It As does opposed work. to like right. I mean, I just to say, I don't think we've said this on the show. I've I've seen tweets about it, and I experienced that uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday the last time I went. That you do the you you pay for priority, and then you end up in a line that goes all the way back to yeah, Splash the lightning Mountain. lines. There's a yeah. lot of that where it's, it's horrible. Like, somebody just said that posted on social media like lightning lane. You pay like twenty dollars for the cars ride, and then it stretches back to the cone, the cozy cones. <laughs> And you're like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) What am I paying for? The only thing you need to book times for is restaurants. Okay. Whatever the Blue Bayou equivalent is and the Remy's restaurant are like the two that are maybe harder to get a table. Is there a way? This somehow didn't come up on the (laughs) Doughboys episode. I think think it is Blue Bayou there, too? It's it's got a different name. Okay. okay. It does have a different name, but it's a very similar setup and looks like a fairly similar. Sacre Blue Bayou? Sacre Blue Bayou. Yes. Um, but Avengers was one of the only things I had to wait in line. That having been said, their single rider line happens around the outside of the building, essentially, and is basically the equivalent of the fucking Spider-Man queue here in Anaheim, where you're like, nothing? Nothing for me? Wow. Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. I think everyone else is watching this fucking video. I was misremembering. I was like, did I not see it because I did the priority thing? No, they fucked me for being a single rider. I still waited for 40 minutes. It was the longest I waited for anything. It was basically the only ride I didn't walk straight on. Huh. I got to watch this good show scene because being on the outside of the building, at least I could see the catwalk. But without that, I missed this bit of all the other characters saying mm. I'm busy. You like, had to be here and find it out weeks yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, this happens with stuff when they like retrofit attractions yes. or retrofit buildings where it's like, are we going in the old fire exit? Or is, like, did this way. used to be the regular out of the ride? It felt, it felt like we were in a line that was used as a passageway for cast members. 
Probably. <laughs> for 40 minutes. Interesting. Yeah. And they get away with it, with this idea that it's a campus and it's industrial and yeah. backstage feeling, which, by the way, is the entire park. Right. I, I don't mean to take you away from uh, Marvel if this is more about Marvel, but that is like, you have not been to this studio's Paris Park, which I, no, over the ever. years, have been very hard on. Yes. I, I like. I would say justifiably so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, this is something I wanted to check with you of like, am I crazy or too harsh I, on some I of it? I, I don't. It doesn't. Carly Wiesel seem to agree on. I think they're I, making an effort. I think it's getting better i think especially yeah. if they go forward with galaxy's edge and arendale it's like more I than anything, they're the not doing galaxy's edge definitively Ugh, that's what i've heard I, i've I heard that wrong. as well but is it a settled matter well it, i don't think it'll ever be a settled thing sure you know what i mean like they'll never say no we're not doing it we'll just like 20 years from now they'll be like it'll be obvious they I very much that? need two more things of that size and importance yeah yeah because yeah. I, I like ratatouille but that's not it is not a like well, that made my day. No, and, and look, the area is nice. The Ratatouille restaurant there is really cool mm-hmm. because as opposed to in Epcot where they sort of, the what is it, Three Chefs? The I don't, chefs I don't know the France? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Because the ride's right there. The new, now that they've added the Ratatouille ride to Orlando, yeah. they've sort of made that area feel a little more like Gusteau's. But it's like, it's still just a French restaurant in Epcot. Whereas the restaurant in Disneyland Paris next to the Remy ride looks like the restaurant that Remy, at the end of Ratatouille, if you guys remember. Yeah. Ratatouille, Remy himself, has bought, he now co-owns a restaurant with Linguini and Antonigo, the critic. Spoilers for Ratatouille. (laughs) (laughs) I guess fine. And he is able to cook the meals with a little staircase up to the pots. Right. You've spoiled that they, the Remy was not uh, killed. And you didn't see, end up in a trap. But a human restaurant, human restaurant being served plates. Yeah. And then there's a little rat staircase. Yeah. And you see that up in the rafters, there's a rat restaurant. And uh-huh, this restaurant yeah, yeah. also serves rats. He's got smaller portions. His rat family's there. They finally accepted his art. And they have their own facsimile of a fancy French restaurant, but with mm-hmm. rat-sized things. The tables are made out of buttons and thimbles and whatever. And it's very cute. Very the cute. restaurant there is like that. It's the rat-sized restaurant. Yeah. Which is really nice because it keeps you in the headspace of the ride where it's like, you are shrunk down. You are small. Oh, is that right? I didn't go in there or eat. Did you, did you eat there or I just I couldn't get a reservation. Okay. I walked through it. But I think the food is good. Mm-hmm. They got an extensive wine menu. Mm-hmm. They got it. a lot of options. And it looks great. The theming is great. But it's a corner. Sure. The Toy Story Land sucks ass. You I, tried I warned to you. warn I me to for months. And I went, yep. Scott, I'm such a fucking slut for Toy Story. There is no <laughs> way it disappoints me. And you're like, it's small. It's unimpressive. It's all it's not Disney World. You said I, I think also yeah. like all pretty much off the cart rides. Yeah, it's like an RC racer that goes like in a little uh, a, a little it's up and bad. down, I, uh, back and I, forth. I have never been this disappointed to see my best friends. Oh, I was man. like, even oh. if I don't go on these rides to so just walk around it for a little bit, I will be happy. I did not bother going on one of the rides. Oh. I was so you disappointed. Exactly what they are. There's not even going to be the quiet no. charm of like, of course it's an off the shelf, but you get to hear something John Ratzenberger did or no, whatever. It's, it's these not. are like shitty, poorly rethemed carnival rides yeah. with Toy Story characters. It is not very visually compelling. It isn't even built out to the same degree as like Toy Story Land. It's. I don't think Orlando. it's even my memory. I was I breezed through it, but it didn't seem to me like even a Bugs Land. No, like, like you might call if you're cynical, you might say Bugs Land was all off the shelf stuff, and eh, who cares, bulldoze it. But now I've caught people were kind of. Ch- I was kind of charmed by Bugs Land, yeah. in a way. Yeah. So, but, the, but it's not it's a that small area with three very tiny rides all condensed into a very. Is Forky there at all? Not at 
all. Because I was thinking maybe this would have saved it a little Correct. bit for you. And there was uh, uh, I, there was a lot of Forky merch. Forky does continue to seem to be a big mover on the merch side of the parks. Okay. That's I nice. bought a little Forky keychain. Thank God for that. <laughs> Truly. Good. You got your Thank hit. God for that. But there was no Forky. It felt like nothing from four period mm. there was a, a big buzz statue that spoke dialogue it would uh, flip back and forth between uh, tim allen the man who they so rudely took the part away from <laughs> he will never get paid to be buzz Lightyear ever again other than the 10 times a year he does <laughs> and if they decide to uh, do it for which some reason which probably they will have not People said they won't never stop getting or... paid to be buzz Lightyear. they cut him out of one movie and it's the movie that no one likes buzz uh, Lightyear, by the way uh, on the disney plus menu and maybe it's just my hmm. recommendations really far on, on the recommended like really <laughs> the far down the new one the new yeah, one. yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that's another thing. In France, I believe that movie is called Le Claire. What? Le Claire? Like, like L apostrophe a Claire. E Claire? E Claire, like an Eclair? Le Claire. What does that mean? I don't know. What? Oh. I, I don't, like, I, I feel like that's not his name like i feel like i've heard them say like buzz Lightyear. you hear french people go like hey, le buzz Lightyear. they just like adopt they just jam english words but i walked by the poster and i saw like the french version Leclerc. of the Lightyear merch and it was l apostrophe i believe e-c-l-a-i-r i am pretty curious what the yeah, entomology of leclerc is and why but there was there was that there was like two fixed statues of mr and mrs potato head holding uh, uh an etch-a-sketch mm-hmm. and you would see families walk up to him and be like oh cool does the screen change it doesn't. They would stand there for 45 seconds and go like, oh, it's just the one image. Mm. And then it's this three, the the uh, army men thing is a little drop thing. A little parachute drop, yeah. But like a a local traveling carnival size drop. Yeah. yeah. The RC is that thing where it's like a U. Yeah, that's And the, the thing goes the all the way to up to one it. side, all the way back the other side. You're yeah. in a big RC. That at least looks a little cool. Yeah. And then the slinky dog thing is like, quote unquote, a roller coaster. And it's basically a perfect circle. And it just moves <laughs> continuously in one loop. It's yeah. not the Disney World slinky no. dog. I have the answer for what Leclerc is. Okay. Yeah. Leclerc means the lightning flash. And the reason I have a Wikipedia open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Leclerc is an opera comique. Hmm. Oh, okay. a comic opera. But I believe the Lightyear movie is called Leclerc. Well, let's take a look. Like, let's does Lightyear if... not exist as a term, and did they have to go lateral to Leclerc? He's Buzz Lightning Strike or Lightning, lightning Flash. Lightning Flash. He's Buzz Lightning Flash. That's a good question. I huh. don't know. I kind of like it. Leclerc, a Buzz... young mother falls to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Something says Buzz Leclerc. I see a, multiple YouTubes that just say Buzz Leclerc. Okay. Wow. So maybe his name is Buzz Leclerc. That in poster just said Leclerc. I think so. Yeah, because it's called Lightyear. Yes, it's not called Buzz Lightyear. Jason. No, and that's why because the movie's called Lightyear. So I guess yes. it would be called Leclerc. Wild. Yeah. Wow. Wild. But has he always been Leclerc this in 1995? Was, like, is it, was he is Leclerc? This a Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. There's fandom <laughs> Buzz Leclerc right here. Yeah. Hmm. So we, I guess it is. I'll say I was weird. such a uh, obviously Toy Story obsessed kid. And my mother, being French, so badly wanted me to become fluent in French that at one point she noticed how many times I was watching Toy Story on VHS and that I could mouth the words along with it. <laughs> and she had a friend in France import a VHS of Toy Story dubbed in French. I believe had to find someone to transfer the tape because it was PAL to VHS format. <laughs> wow. And then put it in the VCR and looked at me and said, now speak along with the movie. 
Wow, really? Yeah. Did it work? I'm making my mom sound very much like Mike talking about the uh, Marshall Gate thing. But, but no, 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 <laughs> it like didn't it. work. I like it didn't sounds. Work. But she was like, maybe I can get him to watch this movie and speak along with it over and over again. And then one day suddenly he will know every word in French. Jeez, that's yeah. right. How much did it pay off? Not at all. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I look. Good it, theory. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Therapist has spent years trying to unlock why I can't learn French. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember the character ever being named Leclerc. And I've watched huh. that movie in French a number of times. You know that part at least. Yeah. That's really strange. But the new one is certainly called it. Wow. Um, there's something that, I, uh, that I'm that i dying to know about, and mm. I want to make sure we don't get too deep without it, it coming up. Yeah. It was even mentioned as possibly the main topic of the episode. Yes. That is the... Well, I, you know, I'd like you to say the name of the food that you... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the so Pixar-oriented food. To run through the rest of uh, Hollywood Park, yes. Hollywood Studios Park. Yeah. Uh, I did Crush's Coaster, which you had not done before. You said you were curious for me to go on because yeah. you hadn't yeah, hit that Yeah, I didn't one. get to do it. Yeah, the line was just not going to... It's pretty simple, but it's fun. It's like an indoor roller coaster, and the big thing is that you're in a crushed turtle shell, and it spins around the whole time. So okay, so it's it's always chaotic and different because you're yeah, and it's it's like it's supposed to be like when the turtles are on the East Australian Current. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of blue lights. They play the Thomas Newman score. It's fun. It's a simple. It's a simple little Mm -hmm. thing, but it's fun. That very much seems to be one of the most popular rides there. Yeah, and I've heard that line is like kind of torture not much to see yes. uh, uh, so I, it, it, it kind of deflates like an it, hour plus that was one where i was very happy that i had the uh, yeah. priority access yeah um uh then uh i'm trying to think of wait what else is even there of note um well well there's a cars road trip well this is what i'm saying yeah i'm sorry i just wanted to make sure there was nothing else i was forgetting before i get to this yeah, oh there's I, the tower of terror which is exactly the same it's the, it, it's the California Adventure one that we don't have It's anymore. exactly the same. Yeah, right. yeah, there were no the differences. Stuff. It's the least remarkable at this point. Well, and I still enjoy that ride, but sure. there was there were no differences of any kind. And yeah. that's that's still Tower of Terror. They haven't Correct. flipped it to Guardians. No, okay. it's no. still Tower of Terror. I think those are all they tried. There's, there's a Cars thing that's like bumper cars in a different yes. part of the park. Like the two Cars things are spread out far from each other. <laughs> Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Oh, yeah. From the start of Route 66 to the end of Route 66. Basically, it's like there's a run that in order goes like Crush's Coaster, whatever the Cars Bumper Cars thing is called. Then you walk through a little tunnel, and then I believe it's Toy Story Land, and then Ratatouille. Mm -hmm. And then if you walk further, take a long walk in that direction, you get Cars Road Trip, which is the single worst attraction in any Disney park wow. I've ever witnessed. Wow. I listened to your episode. Oh, yes. this Here's a second gate to fill you in on also. Yeah. We, we discussed this on the second gate. This is this uh, remodded ride. It was their pretty pathetic <laughs> tram tour. A tram tour yes. of locations mm-hmm. that have never been used in a movie. Uh, they recreated the set that of... Were flown. <laughs> Rain of Fire was not filmed in this Parisian Nothing field. Nothing was ever filmed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just found it notable because of the, the Matthew McConaughey talking about eating ash. The <laughs> dragon. I learned that in that movie... <laughs> So if you go to the Zen Gate, if you want to hear our thoughts about a movie where dragons you are guys eating ash, we're watching YouTube videos of this ride. You had not gone on it. No, I, think I didn't Carly, even do the tram tour. We were right. so kind of dying to get out of that park. We we're like, we know what this tour is going to be. Let's Carly not had gone on it and told you firsthand that it was bad, or did she just give the tip off of watching videos? I think she went on it. I, can't I think remember. She did. Yeah, I did not. But. but uh, I listened to that episode. That episode was a lot of fun. The whole eating ash tangent was great. <laughs> mm. And you said, obviously, don't go on cars. And I was like, 
Scott, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go in cars. I listened to that episode. I had a great Another time. Another fight. Why wouldn't I go? <laughs> no, no, no. no. We're communicating. We're communicating. But fight. also, I was like, I have priority pass, right? I, I paid for this fucking Yeah, yeah it's not going to be a big yeah. one. Right. And, and you're there for, like, you're partially there for trash, of yes. course. And, and this is the other part of this I'll say. So my brother was like, I'll come to Disney with you. But my brother has never been a theme park guy. Anytime we went when I was a kid with family, he, after like four hours, would be like, can we get out of here? And it was always this tension between us where I'd be like, I want to be here from opening to closing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he'd be like, here's my bandwidth. Yeah. That was his case as a child. And as he has grown up, he has become less and less of a theme park guy. Which we were doing kind of an advice run. And I was yes. I was in trying to figure out trying which to park them. you go to. And I was basically saying, I'm going to pay for the priority thing because I think he'll stay longer if he doesn't have to wait on any rides. Any lines yeah, for any yeah. rides. And I was like, I should do one park in the morning before he shows up. He has work in the morning. He has yeah. to go to training. And then like their gym was wow. close to Disneyland Paris. <laughs> and he was like, I'll meet you in the afternoon. So it was the wow, question of, do cool. I do studios first or Disneyland proper first? And, and I didn't know like, the answer. I don't think either of us knew. We had to talk about it. More thrill ride. I don't think he cares about going on the Marvel shit. Like I was mm-hmm. like, Ratatouille's ride is the only ride it feels like he would maybe enjoy at studios. I'll just knock that out in the morning. So I was like, I might as well do pretty much everything here. Yeah. So I got through mm-hmm. everything pretty quickly. And I was like, let me go do this cars thing. Mm. Walking up, there is a, a food truck yes. um, that sells an item called the Croc McQueen. <laughs> I enjoyed and this I'm glad so you much. said it because I think I would have been more like Croak, but Croc Cro- McQueen. Croc McQueen. Mm-hmm. I texted you and I said, this might be the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, well, now that we're in it, if we're doing a mini uh, Crook McQueen episode, what uh, what well, are we dealing with here? The, I go up, I see this thing. I'm so charmed by it. The truck is not open. Hmm. Great. No. Now, much like all these parks post COVID, mm-hmm. some things just have not reopened. But yeah. also, I was there in December 2014, and so many restaurants. That's what I'm saying. They to had, begin a, with they had it, a, what maybe the closest equivalent a park has ever had, as far as I can tell, of like a p an actual pizza planet. Yeah, we're like, well, we got to go in there. Closed, gone. So many, uh, so many of the food options that sounded kind of neat, yes. gone. We won't do. And like, so there's always been a Toy thing. Story gift shop closed. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Toy Story merch. Yeah, that's what uh, are you fucking doing? You won't sell here? toys of the toys, the most right. one-to-one toys there are. And this, the cars on the road road trip thing mm-hmm. is so far out because you have to think about like if you've been to Universal Studios Hollywood. The tram tour has to be in like a completely separate area, the loading from everything else, because it's like, and now we're going to take you around a circuitous path far away from where the rest of this park is. With massive vehicle trains of four cars in a row. So you're walking so far to this abandoned area where there's nothing on the way there, and then I see this food truck, Croak McQueen. I'm laughing. I'm smiling. I'm trying. (laughs) I want one. I'm hungry. It's closed. And I'm like... I want this. I now don't want to eat anything else. I've walked by other food stands, but I will be disappointed if I eat anything else. Will this reopen later? Man, Should that's... I come back later? And I'm like, let me just do this fucking cars right now. I could just walk on it, right? So I walk on it. You're hungry and mad. Yes. To start. Yes. I go. The ride is, it is a tram tour. The vehicles have not been changed. They have not put Pixar eyes or mouths on them. 
you are getting onto a tram. It looks like a backlot tour mm-hmm. tram. You're going to see alive cars with eyes, yes. but you aren't in. And remember, in the Cars universe, all vehicles yes. have eyes. But we are in the one vehicle in the entire Cars no universe. No eyes. No personality. You get in this thing. There's a video. Like we're talking corpse. about. You're, I'm in the corpse, yes. folks. Yes. <laughs> That's the only. It's a dead car. It's like Swiss Army Man. You're riding a dead body. <laughs> Farting red. Yes. Um, you get on this thing There's a video screen That is Cruz Ramirez And uh, Sally Carrera I believe is her name The Bonnie Hunt character But she's speaking in French Cruz Ramirez is speaking in English Okay And you're hearing them Respond to things That the other person Said in a different language The other car Excuse me uh, But basically like, This road trip Could be a lot of fun We're gonna see some real sights They're like Hyping this up And I'm like Look You know what I have been told What this ride is This is a converted mm-hmm. tram We are adding fake Roadside attractions In the universe of cars I will find this pleasant I will find this pleasant I love the universal tram tour This does not need to be Anything fancy I understand this was A cheap rush job That's fine You ride through They're like Look there It's the biggest lug nut You ride through A little further Wow that's a huge wrench then you go these, to... And these are not animated items. Static. Yes, they're just big things. As I remember, the wrench is pretty isolated. There is a static Lightning McQueen inside the lug nut, I believe. But mm-hmm. the wrench is just on its own. There's a lot of just barren landscape. Mm. Just nothing. They're playing this video and they're playing this music. And then you pull up to the Catastrophe Canyon point, right? Oh, and this is part of it that it's a, it's a very universal tour type, something where there's going to be disaster and right. fake rain and explosions. And that was left over. And it kind of looks like the red rocks of cars. So maybe we can modify that, that might fold in directly to a car. So attraction. they put like an 18 wheeler truck there. I guess it's supposed to be like a gas truck and it's there and they're setting it up in French and they're like, oh, no, he's in trouble. I think we need to help him or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like there was a lot of silence. And then the area shook for a little bit and then like a water tower spilled over and a bunch of water poured out and it's the thing where everyone in the tram goes like, oh no, am I going to get wet? And it does and it comes up just short, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a weird beat. And then I went back and listened to the episode and looked at the footage that you guys were talking about. He's supposed to be on fire. He's supposed to be engulfed Uh, in flames. The entire point is that the water is putting out the flames and the fire wasn't fucking working. So you just watch a truck sit calmly in the middle of some rocks and then water just pours on him. <laughs> Wait, you try was... to get natural gas in Europe these days. <laughs> it's cut off. The supply chain is yeah. no fire. No fire anywhere. Wow. Not him on fire, not any Nothing. fire. Wow. Not a lick of fire. Then you move on to the next point. It's Mater. He's like, look, I made a nice tower out of the wrenches or whatever. End of ride. Wow. Jeez. So it's yeah. that bad. It's been possibly worse than our assumption having not gone on. Like three minutes total. Wow. For a ride that moves very slowly. Is this right. a candidate for worst existing ride? Worst, how about maybe worst Disney ride? It is on the, the worst Disney attraction I have ever experienced. Wow. The things that I've experienced that are worse than this are at parks that do not have the budget. Where I would cut them a little slack. Yes. Like, I went on the fucking terrible Dark Knight coaster at Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey, (laughs) and you just, you feel bad for them. (laughs) That's terrible, but you're like, well, what could they do? Yeah. Yeah, there was no option. Even if the budget was this thin, put up some fucking cardboard cutouts or something. Most of the time, you're just driving by grass. Yeah, yeah, like open fields from the video, yeah. Yeah, and the one thing you got to do is make this thing on fire. 
So then I leave this area. The truck still isn't open. And I'm like, God, I'm going to go on four more fucking rides and then have to walk back to this area to hope that the Croc Monsieur truck is open. Go back. I do the remaining rides. I come back. The truck is open. I wait online for a while. I'm like, this better be fucking good. It's basically they got like a panini press with Lightning McQueen's face on it. And it's a circular ham and cheese sandwich that they press on and Lightning McQueen's face is like toasted into it. I like that. I like we might want to consider this for the episode artwork. We should we, we yes. make sure we yeah. get eyes on it. This seems like one of the primary things we need to visualize it is about your so truck. so charming. And you're like, this is what this truck sells. Croc McQueen, uh, Baby Bell Cheese, okay, uh, Soda. Okay. <laughs> I believe that is the entire menu. Wow. And I wow. just got, I got a Fanta. Wonderful. Wow. European. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I ate this Croc McQueen. And I felt so happy. It was like <laughs> wow. all of the anger dissipated out of my wow. body. It was so simple. It cost like six euros. It was huh? like pretty cheap considering wow. you're at a theme park eating a sandwich. Yeah. And, and a I, lot of my complaints from going were food oriented. And it would have gone a long way if there was like, this isn't gourmet great food, but it's a good little, like the, the, good the shawarma in Avengers. Like, so that's amazing if they, that honestly is a huge boost to the park. If there's like one charming cheap food item. That's the last thing I did in studios and it at least left me on a bit of a high note. Wow. Wow. You pulled it you out. It. Park. Yeah. And it one was, good thing. It was exactly like, because you accidentally, I don't know if you just noticed, mm. you accidentally said the name of the French sandwich it's based on, the Croque Monsieur. Oh, yes. So mm-hmm. is it, is it, it, was it exactly the same makeup? It's like, because it's, 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 it's a ham and cheese, it's pretty similar. It's kind of a simplified version of it, but it is, it yeah. is. And it's, that's clever. That's funny. I'm it is funny. That. I agree. I liked the way it looked and it tasted good. The kind of like burnt black depiction of Lightning McQueen. Yes. Yeah, it's got a nice crunch to it. Mm-hmm, the cheese mm-hmm. was really melty. It was like good. If I had waited online, having to go back for the second time when the truck was open and then it tasted bad and I was like, why'd I fucking eat a bit rather than something I would have enjoyed? <laughs> I would have been twice as angry. But yeah. instead I was like, that really hit the spot. Wow, wow. Yeah. I also, it is so clearly in photos, Lightning, Lightning McQueen, which that when we were talking about this, I was like, oh, here's the test. Show it to my two and a half year old who is yeah. obsessed with Lightning McQueen. Showed him a picture of that sandwich. And sure enough, Queen. Oh, one of the wow. things he says, which I love to hear. So it communicated. And this but is, you show him a picture sometimes of Brian May as well. And he says that. Queen. <laughs> uh, but this Rami is a Malik. good point. Is like, I'm staying at the truck. I see the poster with the preview image i'm like is there any way the sandwich comes out looking that good am i gonna get this thing and the, and the print is kind of blurry <laughs> and fudgy and it looks like nothing mm-hmm. clean crisp image wow wow, wow. i love good that. hard Food to find lines printing yes. i would i would love one right now i'm so i'm salivating they thinking should, about they it. should sell them here and they shouldn't sell them it changed the name how much does this make how much does this make you want to get there jason i feel like i'm watching your enthusiasm uh, shoot i am Look, I'm not one to often set a pile of money on fire, but I've allocated two days for Disneyland Paris on my adventure trip. Well, Jason, well, Jason our, theory. Our, 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 this is a catastrophic mistake. <laughs> yeah, catastrophic mistake. Yes, I'm yeah. finally catastrophic, catastrophic, catastrophic. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. A, the commute to and from there from any part in Paris proper 
is pretty quick, cheap, and easy. But that actually is a more of an argument for him to go there because that's going to exhaust him getting I to hate, it. I hate, I hate the and travel he's going to need that two days to really spread then, out then, and relax. Even Jace, I think yeah. a better use of money would mm. be one day both parks <laughs> pay the priority access, get a hotel room there, okay. take the train back the next morning. Yeah, you do not want to pay two admission days. I opened oh. the the Disneyland, and I wonder Paris. if that would cost out basically to the same thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, the Disneyland Paris um, oh, website, sorry, by the way, mm-hmm. is like really pushing, like right at the top of the homepage, that Hotel New York, the Which, Art of Marvel. I was, I, I was tempted by. I just think it's so yeah. funny that they're like the first Marvel hotel. That's the big bragging point. It's the first Marvel hotel. The theming is New York. It is a fake New York. <laughs> you know where some of the Avengers live. It's also yeah. such a like caked in. It's a very. It's one of those. I think it's that. Uh, uh, Michael Graves, I think, is the yes. architect who built the the dwarves building that's near where we're recording, and it's so it's you can't. They'd have to change every color on that thing to make it not the most 1992 building. Mm-hmm. Which I lo- now that makes me. I loved walking around that place. Yeah. But I think if you're if you want current Marvel vibe, I yeah. have to spend a lot more money to get it fully all the way there. Right. Well, and two, the phrase art of Marvel to me means something. I don't know what it means to the Disney Corporation yeah. because yeah. Yeah. to me it means decades and decades of like oh, hard working artists. You want to be in a Ditko suite. That's yeah. what you're imagining. Yes. And it's like, is this MCU concept art it around It's probably MCU. It might maybe a little pop arty, like some Ditko or Kirby panels no, that they've blown want, up and pop art. Here's what you want. You want to be in the Liefeld room with Cable and his <laughs> Pockets and his big guns. Yes, you de- supported you be somehow the, by the strangest feet you've ever you seen. You want to sleep in one of those pockets. You want one, the bed to look like one of Cable's thigh pouches. pockets. One of his pouches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to button a, yourself in. Climb in right. a Deadpool pouch. Yellow, yellow yeah. He makes an off-color joke. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so that's the art of Marvel. Yeah. Let's I, let's actually play out the day's argument a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think there's maybe a version. Well, I think you're right about like. If you, if you now you've you've done it. We did like yeah. too many. We thought we knowing ourselves and knowing that we like hanging out at Disney hotels. We blocked out a whole night. That's like we will get in. We will go around this weird their city walk and we'll go well like hotel bar hop essentially. And the, and we were that night wore on us really quick. Sure, we did get a full day out of the Disneyland park proper there, yeah. and then it was essentially like a morning at. Um, uh, at studios look i was tired at the end of the day it was sure. like a little like oh, i'm on a train i wish i was back in bed right now you know mm-hmm. it was like an hour and 15 minutes i wish i could have gotten back right mm-hmm. maybe an hour and a half yeah I, the appeal of at the end of the night we're gonna be tired we'd love to just settle in that's fine sure you've yeah. done a whole episode in the disney village there's not a ton to do there there's no, probably limited God. appeal to hotels just to be able to like take that train on a good night's rest I think that makes sense. That is fine. But mm. I'll say, like, my my brother wasn't sure which day he was going to be available. Yeah. So we had to book the tickets late and the priority access late. And I think if you're actually planning this trip out in advance, both are significantly cheaper. And you mm. can get on, literally, if you want to, you could get on every single attraction in both parks with time to spare. Wow. If you got the One priority day. access. And go okay. back mm. into the city and stay in the city. If you want to. I, what I'd recommend to Jason, if you want to have a more relaxing time, mm-hmm. is I would get priority access, I would do everything, and then stay at a hotel that night and take the train back the next day. Here's what I'd recommend. There, th- he cuts in town. Two half days. 
He gets in town. He takes two days at the hotel to relax from the train ride. <laughs> he's a recover. <laughs> Watch uh, uh, French uh, King of Queens. <laughs> he, yeah, watches, yeah. <laughs> he watches a full season of French King, and King of Queens. He does three days for both parks. Yeah. Then he takes two more days at the hotel to relax from that. Then he heads back, but only halfway back on the train. He stops halfway at a different hotel. I don't know what town it is halfway between Paris uh, and yeah. the parks. Orly is the town, I think, that that the park is in. O-R-L-Y, I believe. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's funny that when... it's Not funny, but it's cute. When you're on the train, you're looking at the stops. There's sort of that map showing like the stops ahead. Mm-hmm. Orly has a little Mickey. Oh, that's nice. That's, nice. that's cute. No, that's great. That's, yeah, that's great. cute. Yeah. Jason, uh, do you think you're going to Paris or Tokyo first? Um, I don't know. I'm still speaking. That was purely I'd be, hypothetical. I'd be, I'd be, the, you, I, I, I also always want to... What? Oh, sorry. To, to uh, parrot what Griffin said, doing Paris before... <laughs> Tokyo would be catastrophic. You yeah, have you to go, go to, to Japan. Paris, you should go to you Paris. Gotta go to go to Paris. I've always wanted city. to see the city of lights. Right. You will well, be, yeah, sure, you sure, will sure. enjoy the city. It is one of the greatest movie-going cities in the world. Mm-hmm. You have the finest food. It's you people talk about the food of Paris and whatever. The thing that I think is underdiscussed, the thing that is so impressive about the food in Paris is that you can go to any place on a corner. And the quality oh, is surprisingly right. Good. Right. It's yeah, not yeah. about right. the fancy restaurants. Yeah. It's that they're like brasseries and cafes that are the equivalent of like greasy spoon diners. You can order a steak and it costs fifteen dollars and it's good. Yeah. Right. Yes. And yeah. you have a glass yeah. of wine and you're like, this is the life. Yeah. There's a, a neighborhoods full of repertory movie theaters where they're just doing marathons all day of all the movies you wish you could see on a big screen, and you wow. just sit there with a bunch of other film nerds and it's fucking great. That's great. You should spend one day at Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, I would agree. You're right. I'm discounting because wait, our time in Paris proper was amazing, and it yeah. well, it, true. I can't imagine not then doing the Disneyland part and going like we have. I lost Paris time right. because we're here. Like you, I think you can wake I, like, up in a hotel there and recover, and then take the train and, and then enjoy another full day in Paris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think that's just, my strongest advice. I think you're if you're if you're evaluating like what are trips I want to do in my life that makes all the sense in the world and going anywhere else in Europe. But if you're going purely if you're theme park motivated, it's got it's Japan like yeah. a thousand oh, percent. I think Europe too. I would consider it's like well, I'm on the continent. Should I like trek to Efteling or Garda Land sure. or something yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know sure. what I mean? Yeah, a little, yeah, a little yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so at this point, I jump parks. I jump over to Disneyland proper. My brother is meeting me now. Mm-hmm. There's this area. I start sending you guys a lot of photos because I'm waiting for my brother to meet me. And I'm very charmed by this area, the sort of main street, uh, little plaza entrance area near where the, the train station is, is outfitted with so many ghost sculptures. Right, right. Still Halloween season. Right. It's, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm there yeah. mid-October, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, they got these funny ghosts. They are full body statues. They are not characters that exist anywhere in the Disney library, and they're doing little scenes. Oh, great. There's like a, a ghost playing baseball, and a different ghost pitching him the ball, and he's swinging the bat. Mm. Oh, man. There's like a ghost caricature artist take, doing a caricature of a ghost couple. Wow. They're like fancy ghosts. There's a ghost. There's a dentist office facade, and there's a ghost who, like, like he's from a Baby Huey cartoon, has, like, a bandaged around okay. his head. Oh, man. Right. Like, what did this guy do to me? And I just text me, you guys, and I go, huge Sheridan energy from all of these ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine Jason's voice coming out of any and all of them. They feel like characters he would create. They feel like his best friends. They feel like they are the cast of a show that only Jason has heard of. From 
60 years ago, but they seemingly don't exist outside of just this holiday season. And they're yeah. just nice little ghost townspeople. They are charming. I'm immediately in a better mood here. Yeah. Great. At Disneyland. I'm oh, like, great. Okay, we're I've working. never heard of these ghosts. This sounds wonderful. Fun. Yeah. Fun. And so many of them. I was like, oh, a couple ghosts at the entrance. Come tell my brother, like, meet me by the ghost. And then I started exploring around. I'm like, there are like 60 ghosts. They're like mm. spread out. That's great. Wow. And cool. they're unique. And they each got a little story to tell you. Jeez. Wow. This is very similar to, there's a lot of little egg hijinks mm. in the Easter season okay. in Japan. Like, and, and also where everyone is distinct in their little clothing. And these ones are golfing, you know. Uh, um, so I, they should, why are they not doing this stuff I everywhere? I, this I, sounds, will, I took many photos. I will, I will send them so they can be posted on the social channels when this episode comes out. Please do. I need people to understand the photos I'm sharing represent maximum 10 percent of the ghosts wow. wow wow cool cool awesome yeah <laughs> i could i could spend the entire day just capturing these ghosts hey wow. yeah yeah we get that I'm sure you, see you might if you go around halloween you might need that extra day to get the ghosts to get the ghosts yeah get what them. a what a massive departure from your the first park you went know, to that day just like theming yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and unique proprietary. Yeah. Who yeah. are these guys? Yeah. Some parasim engineer going like, hear me out on this. <laughs> right, right, right. Cast of ghouls. <laughs> so it's now, only here we got it. Yeah, wonderful. Now my brother's in tow, and I'm like, I got to be very strategic about what I put him on. Oh, boy. Okay, okay. Right? So I'm like, let's prioritize Phantom Yeah. Phantom Manor. Manor. Phantom Manor. Their equivalent. Their haunted mansion. Which has a lot of similarities, but like it's not a fully different ride than I mentioned. But a ton is is different. And I, it's uh, like uh, generally like the Western uh, vibe of it the is thing. very. So original. you had said to me that's really good and it's different, mm. and I was expecting theme park nerd different, where it's like oh, you yeah, would pick yeah. up on these slight this right. order to, and this and that. There's like a whole final act of the thing that is unlike anything yeah. in oh, the states the town you right? go to like an underground western ghost town yeah and it has like its own characters yeah yeah and yeah. it's like oh sorry go ahead. i was just gonna you leave the mansion you leave the at mansion. the end of it i this is during the pandemic we we, we were like uh, let's just watch it because i'd never seen it before yeah. so we watched it on youtube and it'll um, still that's one that like being there will still fully yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll you'll look. but, yeah, but yeah. even just when you start to go down and you're underneath the house and you're leaving the mansion whatever you're like this feels so different the other thing we should mention the pre-ride audio when you're going through the queue and everything mm -hmm. i i turn my brother i'm like that's a really good vincent price impression they got mm. doing this audio <laughs> and then i look into it it is audio that vincent price recorded for the opening i believe in the 90s when mm -hmm. he was pretty close to death yeah yeah and when the park was opening itself and they decided not to use it and it was like sitting on a hard drive for a long time and they like remastered and instituted it five years ago and you're like, I'm listening to the final unheard Vincent Price performance. Now, yeah, I wow. love Thurl's Ravencroft, but it's pretty fucking cool to hear Vincent Price get you ready to go on a Haunted Mansion ride. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And I believe like, oh, wait, does he... Does he take kind of the spot where where it would be ghost host? Is that what you're? Correct. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Everything up until boarding the Doom buggy. 
Yeah, I think yeah. for a long time, and probably when I went on it, there was the, the, the stray element that remained was a laugh. I think there was a yes. laugh from yes, Vincent Price that was still in there. Correct. So it was just a little kind of like, oh, do you know that's Vincent Price? But like, what a cool And then I think they restore. put it back in maybe 17 or 18. And it's the thing where it's, it's once again, it's two voices. It's alternating between right. a French guy and a Vincent Price, but there's a lot of Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. And then you get on the thing and they're playing a lot of the hits. You got mm-hmm. the singing bus, you got the ballroom, you got Leota and whatever. Yeah. And then it just fucking veers. And you're starting to see this guy. I don't know this guy's name, but it feels like he's the hatbox ghost of Phantom Manor. Where is you're he like, the Phantom? The Phantom? That I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. He's sort the of. The skeleton head. He, yeah. And he, he's got like a little bit of like, a, like an old timey proprietor vibe. Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. a mischievous energy to him. And he's sort of showing up a little bit like it's a good version of like uh, Jack Sparrow and the Pirates ride where you're like why does this guy keep on popping up what's going on here and then the ride feels like it's slowly saying like he's gonna fucking pull you into his own story he's pulling you down to his old ghost town other thing that's cool the house is like kind of like decrepit and rotting there was that whole famous thing with Walt where he was like uh, I, I, it can't look bad it's Disney it has to look nice everything has to look nice mm-hmm. make it like a beautiful you know right. New Orleans man and they're like oh, this is like an old French romantic gothic mansion that mm-hmm. is like crumbling wow. and then you're going into like ghost cowboy town and it fucking rolls yeah. and I see my brother yeah. go like that's pretty cool the other thing I what I recall about my stride, and I don't remember a lot of specifics and and, uh, and story, but I, I remember like a full the, episode on this fifteen years from now, once <laughs> you're done with the American yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. yeah, we don't know the rules if they can go concurrently or if we have. Yeah, to Yeah, we get don't through. know the rules. We've not decided that, but um, it'll be whatever's the most complicated. I'm sure. But what I strongly remember is just vibe and feel and that like i'm not scared by the haunted mansion probably because sure. i've done it a zillion times but i was like very uneasy in that yeah it is like there, you walk out with a just a uh i don't know just a feeling in the chest for sure yeah. they, they, it's, it's so affecting so we do that then we go to big thunder which i was Great. like this is the best big thunder yeah, and you did think that. Yeah, yeah. I did. And yeah. I, I couldn't remember. I, I, I think I texted you and I go like, that's much longer, right? Yeah. It feels yeah. like yeah. a full minute longer. And they fixed the issues I was talking about. Yeah. Before. It does have the grand finale, which as I've talked about, I didn't get to do because that was my walk off. But it was the greatest walk off of my life. Sure. While getting to go through like the, the big mountain pieces yeah. and the walk, the walk we had to take was so long because the ride is so long. Yeah. So to have to get all the way back to home base. So I had no regrets. But wait, why is it better at the end? Is it it's it's faster? It's uh, it does end more intense. That's what I that's why I've never been on it. But that's what I, I believe is the situation where it does feel like you actually end on the like fastest coolest part yeah it like builds to a crescendo and you're pretty like you're you're along the river you're like yeah. you're you're like right next to rivers of america for or what i don't know what it's called on there, an but, island like, right, right? Yes, it goes yes. under the river yeah. it is tom Sawyer island. 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 right right, yeah. right. Yeah. that's why i think they have more space for it because it's on this sort of odd island to itself so you get these cool tunnels too it's really good we were the order of my trip was like all the bullshit was stacked for we did a lot we had a lot of hijinks and like bad yeah. meals and, and uh, uh, we didn't do studios first but basically we ended up we were like we are down on the place we are missing Paris and then it was not till the end of the day that yeah. we did uh, what you just talked about Phantom Manor and Big Thunder and I like, that all made me feel like well this this Frontierland is a triumph it's incredible it's there. like I cross over into the second park I'm charmed by these ghosts and then I go on two French versions 
of American rides that are arguably superior. I wouldn't say Haunted Mansion superior, but it is so interesting and is yeah. It, it has its own distinct value, and then Big Thunder is better. So I'm like, they're doing stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're actually like this is there's there's some investment in this. There's some they did right in ninety two, and of course they did. Like the bones of it are incredible. It's I mean it's the most it's Tony Baxter's full vision of I'm doing a Magic Kingdom, and it shows. And they can they can't like wash all that away even if they tried. And no matter how like janky. Yeah. The operations of it get or the, various aspects. Yeah. It's 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 Baxterine no matter right. what. We do, and my brother's really into that. Right, and I was like, I don't know if I get him on a single roller coaster. He seemed a little nervous about it. He had a fun time. Mm. Then we go on Indiana Jones, which is fine and absolutely suffers from being right next to Big Thunder. Oh, geez, they are next to each other. Yeah, and it's like this is kind of shittier Big Thunder. Not a full, not Indiana Jones Adventure. It's a coaster. It's, it's the a, first coaster with a, a loop in a Disney coaster. Park. Yes, uh-huh. which the loop is kind of fun and surprising. Because mm-hmm. my brother was like, does this loop? And I was like, it's Disney. Nothing loops. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you, you sure as hell do loop. Uh, and it's, you're in like the mine cart from Temple of Doom. Um, but it's not very well themed. Yeah. It just feels like an outdoor yeah, coaster yeah. that's pretty small with one loop. You're in the thing. It's fine. Mm. It would if it was on a, a whole other side of the park. If it was in studios, it would be fun. If you're on the order that we've been in, which is basically walking through the park forward from the entrance, yeah, you're gonna hit Big Thunder first, and that's a knockout. Right, right. Then we do Pirates, which basically registers to me as exactly the same. Mm. And I'm like having a great time. This is going well. My brother's like, I'm gonna tap out. I'm feeling nauseous. Whoa, you nauseous? Yeah, that's pretty fast. And I was like, well, we pretty much did the two things that are coasters. Everything we would do after this would be like a pretty slow story ride. And he was like, yeah, I don't know, but Pirates made me feel sick. Mm. Oh, geez. And I'm like, that's his bandwidth. He's like, it's. I love my brother, but it's like, I I knew I wasn't going to get much out of him. Yeah. I got exactly that, but I do feel like three of the best rides he went on. That's great. And he okay, was like, yeah, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get it. It's good. I understand why you like it. It's pretty cool. Glad he went. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah. I, yeah. He had to work. You know, he had to do the traditional uh, 10-hour French work week. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, he had to put in his uh, daily 80 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, it's funny. He's like, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say too much, about it, but like he is an American working for a French basketball team and a lot of his work he ends up doing is being the sort of conduit between American people and French people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's up against that thing where French people are like, uh, it's lunch, the day is done. <laughs> and American people on a different time zone who he's trying to negotiate with are like, we're sleeping 45 minutes a day. The rest of the time you are on call. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah. his office is like got it figured out. And everyone he's calling is like, How dare you not pick up? <laughs> Which he does. He's very good at his job, but he seems very tired. He has to basically work on both coasts at the same time. Oh wow. Oh no. Yeah, geez. Fascinating work. Oh my god. Yes. Uh very, very fascinating. And going the games was fun. it's the most I've ever cared about watching any sporting event because I was like, Oh, now I have an emotional investment. I want my brother to keep having this job <laughs> i want to see this team win pretty good strong they're now i know who strong. to root for yeah, yeah right uh so he leaves and then i think i just kind of bang out most of the things that are basically the same but fun yeah fantasy uh, land's all pretty yeah similar. all well done of course yeah but. oh i'll say uh uh peter pan doesn't do the track at the beginning that you go off of oh it just starts and it's clearly visibly track above head 
Oh, not like fake out on the bottom. I, then the yeah. fake out's my favorite part of the ride. Uh, 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 they lose the fake out. That was a bummer. Uh, uh, Everything else was good. Uh, small world uh, closed for construction. Okay. Tr- I don't think anything too special there, as far as I recall. No. I go through the castle. The castle's beautiful, as you said. This beautiful Tony Baxter castle. It's really the, the Sleeping Beauty castle. And what's cool is it has, like, rooms. Mm-hmm. There's, like, an art gallery. There's like a boutique shop. There's more of the castle you can explore internally. And the other thing I pitched as, the only other thing I thought maybe was an episode, but it was pretty slight, is underneath the castle they have the Maleficent dragon. Yeah. And it's a giant animatronic that's like sleeping there and angry that people are visiting it. And it's cool. It feels like a little hidden thing. It's not truly, but you kind of got no look for it. Sure. And it's a beautiful animatronic that's like puffing and puffing and blowing smoke. You know that room? It's yeah. It's like it, it's small and cramped and it's creepy. Dank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You feel that steam. Yes. Yeah. Cool thing. Cool thing to put in a castle. Yeah. Uh, uh, best castle possibly. Arguably. I mean, I ha- I have not been to the Asia parks. Yeah. Um. I Tokyo is the same as Disney World. Um, well, yeah, I don't know Shanghai enough about Shanghai. One, the Shanghai one is giant and really cool looking, but I don't know. Yeah, and Hong, Hong Kong, Kong one just might got, be like, they doubled in size. Yeah, that could yeah. be cool. I wonder yeah. how that looks though, because it like, looks a little chaotic, and also they have those beautiful green hills in the background, and so I think it is odd from my point of view to like obstruct the. Well, because mm. Tony, because it was the same castle as Disneyland, which was a Michael Eisner saving money thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I've heard Tony Baxter talk about before this, like. They talked about making the Disneyland castle bigger, but it's too hard. Like he was like, it's hard because it's like yeah. forced perspective, and it's going to look odd in relation to the rest of the park. So I wonder how that one ended up looking when you're actually there. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's just this castle feels fully built out. Like I, I'm yeah. sure there is a bit of forced perspective, but it's also there's like a balcony observation. There's like fake hills or like fake to. rolling oh, yes, hills. Looking, yeah. yeah, I love all that. Yeah, those yeah. little like terraces of, of grass. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Possibly, we've never talked about how we do the castles. It's never. Come oh, up. good point. Yeah, castle good point. have any ideas? Castle, <laughs> castle month. month. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, or uh, you know, do we pit them against each other? Is it a mm. tournament? Mm-hmm. Um, castle battle. Yeah. If, yeah. Yes. Castle battle has a nice ring to it. Um, listeners, if you have any ideas, how you want us to cover the castles? Mm-hmm. Um, I end the day with Discovery Land. Yeah. I was looking for a late night snack. Perhaps there was a food stand, a Star Wars food stand that uh, s- sold. Mustafar bites. Oh, speaking my language now. <laughs> that were essentially like jalapeno cheddar tots that Great. were like blackened. Sounds good. They like uh, so good. Like the the uh, burned parts of Anakin's body. I'll show you the picture. It looked fucking incredible. It was close. Uh, no. Oh, jeez! You got on. you lured us in our mouth. Oh, so it's great. I, I love to have that. I know, and I clocked it like early when I got there, waiting for my brother to show up. Like, oh, I'll come back around and get that later. I want to end the night on Discovery Land, and it closed early. Yes. They also the sold desserts, which were uh, like uh, Star Wars uh, like waffles, mm. like a Darth Vader stormtrooper, and maybe Mando like chocolate banana waffle. All right, they okay. looked cool. Okay. They looked nice. I didn't get to eat any of this. I was kind of bummed out. God, it would have been, yeah. Uh, Buzz Lightyear is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did uh, uh, Star Tours. I got Kashyyyk. 
Yeah, the Wookiee Planet? The Wookiee Planet. Yeah. And the other one I got was one I hadn't got before, and I can't remember what Newer, it was. Newer, new sequel trilogy? No, I got two prequel trilogy planets. That's what I'm trying to remember. It Naboo, was, Coruscant? Is it the Bo- uh, Boba Fett? It was Naboo. It was Naboo. It was Naboo because we went underground. We saw uh, the water, under the underwater? water, and we saw Jar Jar. Oh, okay. oh, right. We saw Jar yeah, Jar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that was fun. Good Mitch would have been happy. Yep. Two prequel planets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no modern. Mitch would have been happy. He would have been thrilled. I was thinking of him the whole time. I wish he was here. <laughs> oh, if only Mitch. If only Mitch. <laughs> um, and then I, Hyperspace Mountain. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's what... Now, I, I can't track what is what. Now, that is Hyperspace Mountain. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer. Because yeah, it's like... Sound that show building is so fucking cool. The ride itself is yeah. so cool. Yeah. The Vern of it all, the Jules Vern yeah. vibe yeah. is so cool. It does just feel like the Star Wars stuff is a little hat in the hat. Yeah. I, I did feel like it's kind of done more with laser lights than screens, and you have sort of like space battles happening around Have you done here. the one out here when it's hyperspace? I haven't. Okay. I don't know how similar it is, but it is one of those things where it's like, that is a semi-permanent overlay. I think it has been that for at least two or three years. Has it been that straight? Because they, be, they turn it on and off here all the time. I believe I it like. has been straight this for two or three years, and they basically that's said right. it is this permanently. Just a, I, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I kind of wish I could have just gone on the normal version of it. Yeah, yeah, it is old enough now that I feel like they would people would be so excited if they restored it to the original yes version of now the there's mount. a nostalgic clamoring yes. for yes yeah 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 um at least I, it still looks that way i'm like discovery land is so up my alley yes. I, I will just like longingly stare at photos of it. and you got to see it at night yes that night vibe is is fantastic little neon stripes i yeah. that's i love that land uh, so now it's, it's night the park's closing I didn't get my Mustafar bites I'm hungry and I realize I think it's time for the main oh, attraction the thing go. I've been building up to yeah. all night the most important part of this trip yep the reason I need to go visit my brother before the end of this calendar year because if I go any later I miss the window of operation for Planet Hollywood Paris mm. beautiful it what, has what, arrived it really truly is we've landed it feels like the last classic Planet Hollywood still in existence. It's the last stupid looking one. It's the last, it's the last yeah. stucco. It's in a giant it's, globe. It's really stupid. The the <laughs> the the uh, Disney World one, same idea, yes. but just better done. This yeah. it looks like a miniature golf. It's like the uh, planet hole. Earth, and there's a there's a uh, staircase going up to it with a tunnel around it that looks like a birth canal. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I you go, are Ant Man going up Thanos. You're you're getting ready to blow him up from the butt out. <laughs> and uh, I walk up to this, and I'm like, I know this thing is closing. Uh-huh. People are astonished it's still even open. Yeah. Is this going to be like decrepit and sad? Yeah. That feeling of when you go to a place that you know is about to close and you can't stop thinking about all the employees there who are about to lose their job and you <laughs> uh-huh. see the business failing and you're like, I wish I'd been here in the halcyon days or whatever. And I'm, as I'm go- walking up to the entrance, I'm like, oh, the place looks dusty. It looks bad. Like the fucking memorabilia and stuff. And I walk up and I go, oh, no, it's Halloween decorations. It's fake cobwebs. (laughs) But I was so worried about it looking depressing that I took the Halloween decorations at face value. And I walk in and the place is fucking bumping. It is packed to the gills. Whoa. It is full of life. Really? I'm on like a weekday night at like 8 or 9 p.m. Do you think it's gathering steam because it's going away? Do you think people are like, we got to get in there? Well, but I'll say this too: the memorabilia collection, pretty fucking impressive, includes a lot of recent stuff. What do we got in there? 
consult with my photos quickly. The yeah, thing sure. I saw that I was very happy with immediately was they had Dolph Lundgren's He-Man sword from the Masters of the Universe movie. Oh, oh pretty good. I was seated directly in between uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman's Outbreak containment suit. <laughs> cool. Oh, great. And Val Kilmer's Batarang. <laughs> I mean, what, what else do you want? Oh, my God. At the entrance, full Tron costume. Yeah. Actual screen worn. There was a sign I saw that was like, I believe like props on loan from French movie museum. It feels like they got a good partnership going. So they're not pulling from the Earl collection of props. And it's not the rubber stick. They did. They, cause clearly they just cranked out all those, uh, 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 demolition Man Scott, of Stallone course they too. had one of those hanging oh, okay, from the okay. ceiling. <laughs> of course they did. I of got ahead of myself. They did. But additionally, they also had some other stuff that looked legit. Some things that there aren't just 75 of apparently rotting away in like yeah. Australian <laughs> Goodwills. Where was that found recently? Oh, yeah. It was like some with some who was just found in a... Yeah. Why is there a naked Stallone in this store? <laughs> uh, I'm trying um, to remember. I think Mac- I, Mac- it was Mac- in Australia. It was like yeah, it was for store, sure. But I, and, yeah, and someone and they did. I asked what the price was, like, mm-hmm. and the answer I believe was five thousand dollars. Whoa! So wow. I don't know how Reasonable. much that would then cost to ship to America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you got to figure out getting animatronic trees out here. I mean, this well, they figure sure. out that shipping, and then you'll you can see rubber Stallone. We're seeing a bit of just rubber <laughs> Stallone surrounded by cobwebs, right? <laughs> they went really hard on the fake cobwebs. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to see what the other things were prop wise here that I'm. Do we have anything from a Frank Marshall film? (sighs) Has to be right. I should have clocked it. The episode hadn't come out yet. You weren't. You didn't have Marshall. You were. You were in my world, not thinking about Frank Marshall all the time. (laughs) But here was a recent one, like a hip one that I was pretty surprised with. Mm. Tom Hardy's sweats from Venom. Wow. wow. I'm like, that's new. That's yeah. a new movie that people like. This is not like 90s prop collection. The manager, yeah, had to coordinate a deliver, like a delivery from a movie studio. Yes. <laughs> he had to, a French manager had to like talk to the studio like Sony and, and figure out how to get the sweatpants in a, in a safe way. Giant Beetlejuice costume. Awesome. Oh. Jeez. Yeah. With the little carousel on top of his head and the hammer arms. Wow. Wow. I mean, you did mention the the... Great respect for the cinema. Yeah, well, in in France, no so. other city loves the cinema more, and so it, it of course makes sense that the Planet Hollywood would be the apex of that love. Mm-hmm. The finest cinematic institution in the entire nation of France, would you say? You do a celebration of the life and work of Godard, and then you hop on that subway to get down to that Planet Hollywood for din din. <laughs> Jason, do you know? <laughs> do you know a movie called "You're Never Too Young"? They had like a little sailor suit from that movie <laughs> next to a black and white still. And I can't tell if it's like I a Mickey know. Rooney picture or something. This but this was the other thing. It was like deeper cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think good. that's the movie where Babe Ruth meets the Little Rascals. Mm. Am I correct? <laughs> Someone did tweet at us a pencil case that <laughs> featured a drawing of our gang. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now tell me the part where it proves your theory. And the babe. There is a pencil case. Someone also. You uh, thought a pencil case was a movie. No, no. (laughs) Someone tweeted what I was thinking, which is uh, a short 
where a kid is bored by math lessons in school and he looks outside and Babe Ruth is like, come on, kids. Oh, yes, I watched that. I liked that a lot. It was really cute. This is another second gate thing. I'm sorry we were dropping so much, but Jason had the theory that there is a (laughs) film where Babe Ruth interacts with the little rascals Mm -hmm. and that he had to do it because money was tight. Griffin? Yeah? This is possibly one of the most French things you could see. Yes, I You're saw Never it. Too Young, starring who else? Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Incredible. Jerry Incredible. Lewis in the sailor suit with a big yeah. lolly. So that was, that was oh, Jerry that's Lewis's who wore sailor suit. Oh, my God. I had it in the background of a picture, and I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. He's in the poster. Incredible. In the little sailor Incredible. suit. Incredible. <laughs> this place was well-maintained and was clearly operated with love. I got the L.A. lasagna. I felt I had to. I regret to inform you. It was delicious. It yeah, was so one of the said. better things I ate in Paris. I was disgusted by having that opinion. Wow. It was so good. I was really? expecting like, even if I enjoy this, it's going to make me feel sick and bad about myself. Yeah. I, I, now, I don't remember I, if, it was my, if LA lasagna joy. came up when we talked about Planet Hollywood, but can, like, will you describe what it is? And also, yeah. listeners, Google image this because I looked at photos and fo- I thought it was so disgusting. I sent you guys photos from the menus and I was in between the Captain Crunch chicken fingers and the LA lasagna. Yes. They had removed the branding from the Captain Crunch chicken fingers. Long it's ago, now just long, called long yeah. our world famous chicken crunch, right? And then the LA lasagna, I was pretty hot. I, I was hungry because I didn't get those Mustafar bites. So I was mm-hmm. like, I could make a full meal of this. I would describe this as lasagna, giant lasagna egg rolls. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good descriptor. Their description was a California twist to classic lasagna. Lasagna. They didn't say lasagna. They say <laughs> lasagna. Wow, that's how you say it. With a, cool. an E. Yeah, Fresh pasta tubes filled with ricotta cheese and a homemade bolognese meat sauce deep fried to a golden brown and covered with a garlic cream and tomato basil sauce. It was fucking great. Wow. I got a giant mojito in a goblet. Oh. You better believe it was a collectible glass commemorating oh, your the dream. Yes. imminent closing of this restaurant. <laughs> wow. Jason wow, wow. texts me. He says, please get me a closing shirt. I go, of course. Oh, boy. This is Jason. Uh, listener Noah sent us this on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about it for ages. And I was like, well, what is the likelihood anyone I know will be in France? Uh-huh. Oh. And I forgot. I knew you were going. I couldn't remember when. And you started texting us from Disneyland Paris. Yes. And I, th- this was our individual text chain. Yes. They were, you, you split this up because you don't want them to think about this and get a shirt as well. This is no, your... No. Oh, <laughs> He's trying to cut I us out. I didn't think yeah. anyone else would care. But also, you had texted me when I was staying at the Margarita Hotel. We had done Hotel. a shirt. You got me a Margarita sh- Hotel shirt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So I was like, which, by the Griffin. way, did help you get the shot glass. I mean, this was a mutually beneficial yeah, thing. Yes. Well, you got you a little card. stamp on the, the card. Oh, oh, I see. Yes. What did you get out of the deal, Griffin? Well, this I, is what we could argue. Perhaps the balance is not quite even yet. I, <laughs> well, well, well. I use that shot glass to water my plants. Um, uh, <laughs> what is <laughs> The people at the nursery. Griffin, that, like, meanwhile, Griffin's plants are dying. Yeah. <laughs> no, he has no, it, nothing to no put No shot water. glass. <laughs> so I said, and I, I, I said, it, only if it's not out of your way would you get me a memorial plan at Hollywood in remembrance and shirt. And I said, Jason, I'm having dinner there. I could not believe my luck. <laughs> it is the final immovable part of my plan. I am eating dinner there by myself. I drink this great giant mojito, fresh mint leaves. I go down to redeem the clean glass. 
Yeah, right. All shirts buy one 50% off second oh, shirt. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. What a deal. So, wow. Jason, for Jason, I got, uh, I'll reveal in a second, the very classy, and it was sort of the same insignia that was on the glass itself. And this speaks to the spirit of this place. They're not depressed. They're not down. They seem happy to have ran it for this long. And people are there celebrating it, and they just got this classy thing that's like, Planet Hollywood Paris, 1992, 2022. Wow. It's just that's sort a good of like, run. This was a good run. run. We had a good run like here. Like a Broadway Attention show. must be paid. Yeah. I got a very weird shirt that is a green monster hand grabbing the Planet Hollywood globe. <laughs> cool. But it just felt like the weirdest thing, and it just says, Paris. Huh. I got, I got this bag here. I have this a is bag. The it Planet says Hollywood Planet Hollywood Paris, Paris bag. They which said, is odd because like, they probably started consolidating merch because yeah. there was a Planet Hollywood Paris, too. Yes. There was Planet Hollywood Paris and Planet Hollywood Disneyland, Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Not no, anymore. No, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like maybe slightly consolidate the amount of belongings I have in my life, move some things into storage, what have you. Mm-hmm. It's very hard not to just buy every single thing in the store because I was like, well, I'll never come back here again. Yeah. This is the last chance. Yeah, no This is the last grasp. But I got, I got this shirt for Jason. I knew I was coming with this. It has crossed oceans. Wow. This, Boy. Right. See, oh, yeah. Classic. Jeez. Or it's 90, 96, 96 to 2023. Wow. Yes. It is going to make it. It's, so, listeners, if you want to get, if you're going to be there. You can there, go there for New Year's you Eve. Very, you can <laughs> ring in can? 2023 I there. I think it's January 7th they close. It's first okay. week of January. Okay. You got now, a I, I felt a little odd coming all this way with a gift for Jason and not for the two of you. Mm. Now, you don't have now to feel look, that way. You, you certainly, especially because, you know, look who's over there watching over us. Well, uh, baby Aladar himself still in the garage uh, <laughs> staring, Scott, staring, staring right at you this and whole also, time. Look, He's still the, too sticky for Scott to let in the house. Since the last yeah, time. I, touch, I touched it to like move it from there to there. Yeah. And it, and like, Jesus, it's so sticky. <laughs> <laughs> but also since the last time I was here in the garage, it really feels like there's a menagerie here. Whereas before I feel like this mm-hmm. Wall was like Scott things, your visor, yes, right? A lot of visors back to hung the future up. almanac. <laughs> now I'm seeing more PTR. I'm seeing it's becoming Aladar. the PTR art gallery. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing a little, a little water. I'm seeing a, the the blue 32 zipper pouch, the Disney the, Plus Day button, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I'm Mormon seeing for sure. more things that fit into the lore of your favorite things that have been discussed on the show. A, a jar of Knott's Berry Jam, and I came here. I <laughs> landed the Charles right that the mouse head was in. Yes. <laughs> By the way, how do you feel about fun? Fundamental being the way to do a Griffin Newman impression. I, I texted Charles immediately and I said, <laughs> I think you nailed it. I think that was really good. Well, uh, and you didn't feel, there wasn't self-consciousness about like, oh, do I say, did no. it seem familiar? Did it? Uh, no, it did. It did. It's not, it's not, it's one of those, I'm sure you guys have this, but you're like, how would I do an impression of myself? How would other people make fun of me? Mm-hmm. And I had never clocked it as a thing, but I think he's absolutely right. And I do think it's a word I put some extra spin on mm-hmm. yeah. in the way of hammered. Right. <laughs> hammered. Little. I've, I've heard fundamentally I've heard very few of myself and one of the I was asking the question like how would you do me and I asked this to uh, people might have seen something out there with a very funny Jenny Pearson mm. and she did an impression of me that was hilarious but horrifying yeah. it's one of the only that was just so like uh, scattered and uh, this and uh, it was just like me maybe with party energy or something <laughs> and I it's burned in my brain I loved watching it but also it was like I'd love to never see an attempt at an impression again <laughs> that said if anybody field. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right right I mean anyone trot please I, I'm curious but so I'm here I land here I'm here for like a week i realize i only have the gift for jason i don't want to come with the- i was gonna venmo you but 
No, please. On the house. Right. Oh, thank you. On the house. Because I was able to write off the entire Disney day as a work expense. <laughs> now now that this episode is... Foreign correspondent for Podcast the Ride. I had to cover everything. Too bad. We just and so like make sure that it, it, like if anyone from the IRS is listening, make right. sure, like bl- make sure that you listen to the entire thing because you might have gotten lost in Marshall Gate. Yes, and what? Uh, wait a minute, and he's writing off. He th- like why is there so much Frank Marshall content? There was a point where we were talking about maybe I should just pick a different attraction not from Paris and cover it, and I was like, if we do that, then are they going to audit me? Are there going to be? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it PCR needs to be wide open. listeners in the IRS going like it's a fucking episode on a ride that closed in Orlando in 97 it was never even in Paris (laughs) (laughs) and they like yeah now they're working with they like uh, uh, what's the word they subpoena our listeners like now you listen carefully to this bullshit what can you tell us about where Griffin Newman was this is in October 2022 yeah this is scary because like like say Scott you know there's a living with the land fan in the IRS who who loves podcast the ride just an axe to grind Scott might get audited like years and years in a row because of that controversial opinion that it's not good. I mean, they're already going after true patriots. How long until they go after fan uh, people who don't like the rides they like? <laughs> um, I'm in trouble. I was I was looking once I landed here for like oh I should I should find gifts for for Scott and Mike just little things right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, but yeah, you 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 guys you ask me for nothing right? What what do I get? What do I get for the, for the men who have everything <laughs> right? And you had mentioned a recent episode that you had bought a little gift for Scott. You, Mike, had bought the gift for Scott. Uh, commemorating one of his favorite characters in all of pop culture, Kingo. You got a deep oh, discount yeah, yeah. pocket pop keychain of Kingo. Kingo, right. yes. Thank you, Brian Mariotti. Yeah. Eternals Kingo, right. courtesy and of Brian Mariotti. Well, <laughs> why, let's build out a little bit of a Kingo collection for Scott. Oh, you like that pocket good. pop, you might want some other Kingo merchandise. Yeah, oh, I so think I do. So what I bought you is another pocket pop of Kingo, <laughs> but also another pocket pop of Kingo, <laughs> and then a third pocket pop of Kingo. Yeah. A combined six dollars. Wow! The guy at the GameStop asked me, "Why are you buying three of the same character?" And I say, "We needle my friend and act like he loves Kingo." And then he said, "I'll pull off the price tag so he doesn't know how little money you spent." And I went, "No need," but he did it anyway. Say this out loud as I'm giving it to. This is delightful. It's so funny looking at these. We'll post a photo of it. Yes, and with the fourth that Mike that Mike gave me originally. You know what? What's really strange here? Let me like go back to something I said earlier. I said that my son points at Lightning McQueen and says, Queen, he, I haven't told you this, Mike, he took to the Kingo. Really? It's one of his favorite things in the little toy room wow. and he points to it and he says, King! He says, King, King and, and Queen. Queen. <laughs> King and Queen. The royalty to my son is, wow. so he honestly will be wow. psyched that there's cool. a bunch of Kingos. Yeah, he's got a Kingo family. I, they, they had a deep discount, Kingo Marvel Legend, they had a full-size pop, there's some other Kingo stuff and I went, I think it's funnier if he only owns the keychains. this yeah. one thing yes, <laughs> in yeah, multiples. Yeah. It's also, it's the only thing I could name about Eternals. Is, sure. It's the it's only... Kingo. I have one word. I couldn't tell you the story, even though I watched yeah. a lot of it before falling the hardest asleep I have <laughs> in the last five years. It's a, look, it's a very effective movie in that sense. <laughs> oh, well, uh, someone hasn't tried Extraction. Mike, I got you oh, three wow. of the new McFarlane World of Avatar... They're not even blind boxes. They're oh, blind terrain. I've heard of these. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Inside are different creatures from the land of Pandora. We Am don't I, know who will be inside. Do I open them now? I think you should. Okay. As we're on. wrapping up the episode, I feel yeah. like, yeah, we need to know what's inside here. Well, you do them over the course of, uh, you know, it, 
it as we we do our business here. Yeah. Thank you so much, Griffith. Truly, yeah, this is too nice. How, and how much oh, you man. thought this? Well, this is a needling gift, and it cannot be a more sincere gift. This garage is becoming boy. the bat cave. So the gifting so suite. It's really a yeah. gifting yeah. suite. So in a lot it's of crazy ways. how nice uh, so many of our favorite guests are who mm. give us things, and we're not we're not setting the standard. But no, no, you don't we're need delighted to delight it every things. time. No, I should I should mention this. To talk, a thing I owe you guys for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I in, two weeks from today, basically. I uh, begin filming a movie in upstate New York. Oh. I basically have, have like, took a couple years off from acting on camera and really focused on the voiceover stuff. And the Pip thing feels like the culmination of that. And I've really enjoyed it. And I was in this state post the tech where I was like, I don't know how much I want to do this anymore. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I've really had a, been auditioning less and all this sort of stuff. Huh. And my agent emails me and says, this director wants to meet with you. Uh, I don't. I I don't know if I should name him for reasons. I'll bring up in a second. Okay. But uh, it's so you, I go. Why people will be able to put this together? But I, I'll tell the story in this order, okay, right? Okay. Why? And they go. I don't know. He wants to meet with you. Apparently, he has a new project. He's got a new script. There's a part he wants to play you to play in it. And I'm like, what is this? Right? Go meet with him. I'm talking about stuff. We're talking about the product. This sort of stuff. And I go like, I have to ask, why are you even like aware of me? What, what is it that made you like, why am I on your radar, right? And he goes, I have to be honest. I listen to podcasts the ride. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now, he, which you had told us the beginnings of I this had, and then you had the, the meeting. meeting. And now you are going to film this I only officially film. got the part like 10 days ago. Oh my but God. He basically was like, he was like, look, I'm a secret podcast The Ride fan. Secret? I, he was like, I, I Come don't, out and say it. He, say it. He, no, I'll say it. He was like, I'm a secret theme park guy. Okay. I don't right, want right. people to think of me as a theme park guy. Sort of. I, I get People, it. Right. I'm get not it. outing him, right? <laughs> but he does not outwardly That's why you're not saying his name. Like a theme park adult. Yes. I mean, people put this together. But, uh, uh, and he was like, so I listened to this podcast. I've gotten really into it. I heard you on it. I really liked you on it. And then at some later point in time, I watched Search Party and I went, that's the guy from Podcast The Ride. Wow. And then I started writing this thing in your voice. <laughs> Oh my God! I and your voice base—that uh, involves your performance in Search Party, which I love, by the way. But sure. then, like your voice, <laughs> it comes out of that what you do here. Well, and uh, the part I will say is more similar to the character I played in Search Party than how it's I. It's more similar to podcast. that than you talking about our Frank like, Marshall business. Only yeah, yeah. pinned in his head because of this podcast. Wow! Truly. Wow. Wow. wow! If this person is listening right now, uh, thank you for. Listen, and then thanks for giving listening. this part to Grim. I'm so excited. Uh, I, 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 Michael Tversky, I'll name him. Uh, we're, I think it's going to be really good. But um, uh, I, I, I texted uh, Charles Rogers about this because uh-huh. I was bringing up the fundamentally thing. And I was like, Charles, I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. I got cast in a movie, and the only two reasons I was cast in it, and you're the exact person to find this funny, <laughs> are because of Podcast the Ride and search party and Charles's response was why am I not in this movie I have those two credits as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point yeah fair point but, uh, but it truly wow, it, wow. Uh, bizarrely yeah, have now been cast in a film predominantly because of yeah this yeah. podcast wow I mean is it just do people think of Charles more as fundamentally as fundamentally. behind the scenes right. is that maybe that? he's a great actor he's a great actor perhaps fundamentally <laughs> he is more of an auteur uh, um, that's great. Excite well, and so the precedent has been set. Casting can occur 
off right. of this, uh, can, this podcast. This can be a platform. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so don't uh, <laughs> don't give up hope. On the thing you baldly called out a couple months oh, ago. Oh, you're talking about me when I begged for <laughs> acting work for Jason and I on this yes, podcast? Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Look, I've said, I've said to I you, was trying to play it cool here, but yes, no, I begged for it. I've said to I you many crying, times. I think. <laughs> That's how I remember it. Yes, Please, yeah, yeah. I want to say, I held the shirts again. And then started shouting, yelling about Frank Marshall again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like first real acting job I've had on camera in uh, four and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. And it's, uh, some of that's by choice, but a lot of it isn't like, is it, you know, it's a combination. Like no one pandemic was, like, was in there banging and, uh, down my door, you know, mm. the couple of things I tried for whatever, but it was, it was very unexpected. I do think it is an affirmation that it is possible. Wow. That doing a podcast is not perhaps a career killer. <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to worry that maybe it's it not was. like a, a circuitous exit path from the industry you started mm. trying to get into. Perhaps not. Perhaps well, good to that's know. good because I gotta start setting up meetings next next week for a remake of You're Never Too Young. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. If you are similarly a a director, writer, director out there who is secretly a PTR fan. Help Start me. They all are secret fans. <laughs> Start That's writing Mike and Jason buddy comedies. They don't want to yeah. tell. This oh, is, my, this well, is like Martin and Lewis right here. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Let this pin it in your head right now. He's the guy. Jason's the guy in the sailor suit, and yes. Mike is the guy who gets hammered. Hammered in a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, it writes itself. It's perfect. What's in the the yeah. avatar packages, Mike? Okay, there are uh, uh, two of them are Navi. Okay, they might be the same Navi. And uh, forgive me, I don't know. I can't identify. And then one of them is absolutely the Sigourney Weaver Navi. I think. No, oh, well, the maybe new not. character. The, no, okay. it's the original Doctor Grace Augustine oh. in the V form. I add yeah, in I believe it's for that. Cool. in her avatar. I think form. these are all first movie because okay. yeah, yeah, yeah product has been two waves. Right now, the stuff on shelves is in fact from the first movie. And the right, way of water is coming out soon. Yes. Right. It's all on pre-order. Is way of water. Have, have you toys. pulled the trigger yet? I haven't had. I didn't. Haven't gotten any of them. But I think it's very smart because I was waiting. DorksideToys.com yes. often has really good sales. They have great sales. You got to stay on them like a hawk. But they got great sales. McFarland made a bunch of Princess Bride toys, and there's of course a Wallace Shawn toy. It's Finally, as of yesterday, nine ninety nine, an inconceivable Pulled price. Pulled the trigger on that baby. I waited because it was like you know, it starts yeah. at twenty five dollars or whatever. But I waited till nine ninety nine. I got him coming. He's coming home now. Finally. I'm sorry. What is, is is it? The just Wallace Shawn? It's from the movie Princess Bryce. Okay, character. I see. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. His character's name irrelevant. Vizzini. Vizzini. Yes, thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. Uh, um, but so I guess what I'm saying is, even though there have been good deals on it, I'm still waiting. Yes. I think well, there'll be a McFarland toys. Generally, there's a good discount period for most of them. So I'll I maybe get a couple after the hype dies down for sure. movies but will it ever i mean truly uh, i look I, I hope it doesn't but I, I, that's what my strategy is right now yeah. um well if this is if this is winding us down then i think a, an important thing to do at this point is to say griffin newman you survived podcast <sighs> the ride yes um let's exit through the gift shop are there any uh, chipmunk oriented yes. projects that you would like to plug yes. the <laughs> disney plus original film disenchanted that i think may be of some interest to listeners of this podcast wow. comes out november 18th wow. i think it is really good i really like it we talked about it when you guys were on blank check but I uh, auditioned for Jiminy Cricket in the Pinocchio movie and was very bummed <laughs> that I didn't get it because I was like, it would have been cool to be the fun little animal sidekick in a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And then this part landed somewhat circuitously. 
and I could not be happier as to which movie I ended up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> Having all experienced one of these films together. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and not the other. We have not uh, seen Disenchant yet, but I, um, I love, I've been loving the drops because there have been pip drops in both trailers. We, yeah. Extra information revealed in the last one, which I, I liked so Pip's much. Pip's got some range in this movie. He's, he's got a couple different forms he takes. There's a lot of fun stuff. And they, they did a character poster this week, which as a movie nerd is like a big thing where it's like yes. there's an isolated pip poster that's great god incredible that's great. which is cool um, also yeah theme park connection i believe you told us about this movie when we were sitting yes. in galaxy's edge yes. together yes i believe so it's yeah it's been a very long thing i mean it was a i uh i got asked as a favor to fill in at a uh, script read through uh-huh and they were trying to as disney is wont to do uh, uh get a famous person to play the role uh-huh. uh-huh a more famous person and uh tom hanks passed. yeah no it, i i i was i was filling in and i was told explicitly there is no job here wow do you want to wow. do this favor mm. my friend barry josephson is the producer of the movie and produced the tick okay said you'd be doing me a really big solid i know you're enjoying doing voiceover and you'd be on a zoom with all these disney execs and maybe some other thing comes of it It'd be a nice little show reel to do. Yeah, sure. And I did this uh, this Zoom read, and a week later he calls me, and he's like, we're going to hire you to play the Tremont. Oh, my wow. God. And it was a wild thing. And I Jeez. truly have spent the last 18 months being like, they're not replace me at any moment. You know, <laughs> sure. I could be the scratch voice for this. I was told I was the guy, mm-hmm. but yeah. it felt so bizarre that it happened that way Yeah. that uh, the whole time it's been uh, precarious just in my anxious mind. Yeah, but sure. I've really, really enjoyed working on it, and it's so fun to do. I mean, because like Disenchanted is such a riff on the sort of archetypes of the classic Disney princess movie, right? Right. And so, so often it was going like, "Oh, it's this type of scene." Uh huh. You know, like, "Oh, this needs to work by I'm referencing that kind of thing, not yeah. directly, but tonally." You're like, you have to hit these beats. And kind of do it with a little awareness of like yeah. we're doing a tropey people will recognize it's a tropey scene so I, like how much do I uh, play into that yeah or? and there was a thing I'll, I'll, this isn't a spoiler but my my character is like the bookends of the movie he like sort of narrates the beginning of the end of the movie and so there's like the oh, opening wow. five or so minutes are me sort of uh an insane thing is in the first movie this is done by julie andrews they do this sort of oh, classic yeah, yeah. disney the book opens and they tell you the story and in this one i do it which is <laughs> wow says a lot about dude. what's happened to the entertainment industry in the last 15 years mm-hmm. but so it's I, gotten better yeah well, <laughs> the first five minutes or so are like mostly me marathoning all the sort of table setting for the movie wow and we did it really early on and I, I recently went back and I said, like, it was the last thing we could sort of change still as they were, like, locking the movie. And I said, and you, you go back and you do little lines. Every four months they'd call me in. I'd do a little bit. You know, they'd say, we want to change this or this got rewritten or this isn't playing this way or whatever it is. How literally, I, I'm always curious about things like that. Would you go in and it's four lines or is it always a ton? Or? It was never four. Uh-huh. The first day I did it, they were like, we're about to start filming. Uh, or they just started filming on set in Ireland with the live action actors and they were like we need you to do the entire movie so we can replay this on set for people to act off of Whoa! so that was wow. sort of like fairly rough first draft stuff I was still figuring out the voice but it was the whole thing Jeez. and then every time I went in after that I was like is it going to be a thing where they bring me in for just two or three lines it'd be a lot 
Huh. And it's like they shoot the whole live action movie. The animation comes in. They adjust things. There were reshoots at a certain point. It's like an ever moving thing. But I, I said, like, is it possible to redo the whole opening thing? Because so much of it had been sort of getting replaced one line at a time. And oh. the thing I, I picked up on, it was, I really think they screened Sleeping Beauty in New York uh, at the Museum of Moving Image, which, like, the, rarely do the classic Disney animated films get shown in theaters anymore. And, like, on its film prints. Yeah. It's 70 millimeter is incredible. Oh, cool. And I watched that and I was like, oh, the thing I'm missing is the musicality of the thing. And I was like, well, you let me do this again from beginning to end because it finally took me that time to realize the thing that makes it work is the like, da, 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 da. you know, it was like, yeah. oh, it truly uh-huh. has to be this sing-songy thing even well, though I'm not singing. Of, uh, and then that was sort of story. such a fun thing to realize of like, oh, I'm like figuring out the math of what makes a Disney movie sound like a Disney movie. So you're using the like you you went to that screening just to go to that screening, but yes. like your film nerddom feeds directly into you get to use it's, it for it's this. What's in a big so way. cool about this part is I feel like so much of it feels like weird Karate Kid wax on wax on stuff, where I'm like all the things I've like hyper fixated on throughout my life. I now understand, like, oh, I understand exactly what this scene needs to be because I understand the trope we're playing with here. Jeez. You know, yeah. so they were receptive to you. They were, I, I, were. I, I, I mean, once again, I was like, I keep on thinking you're going to fire me. Sure. I sure. keep on thinking I'm a placeholder and I was surprised by how much they let me. And it was a process of earning the confidence to say like, can I throw something out? Can I try this? Is it more that or this or whatever? No. But I, I really felt like it was a very, very uh, creatively satisfying process. I'm really happy with how it turned out. And uh, That's great. in my contract, Oh, go yeah. go yeah, ahead. Yeah. I I feel like we I believe we didn't know how this was going to yeah, land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We're going to figure it out. In my contract, it was the one thing I was like to my res. I was like, get this in there. If they do anything in the theme parks, they have to get me to do it. It's it's mm, not. Yeah. There's no Jim Hanks. There's no <laughs> sound alike. Yeah. I am not. They're not getting your brother from Paris to do it. No. <laughs> Although he, he probably <laughs> could do it. Basketballs. <laughs> You could hear basketballs bouncing yeah. in the background. Uh, in the I background. don't know. What's this line? Uh, he probably could do a good impression of me. But it, but that was the thing. So it's just like, there's nothing in the works. There's nothing locked in. It's obviously based on if the movie's successful, people want to see stuff or whatever. But it is like, I got that in there where it's like, if there's any other thing where the character talks, if it's a toy or Smart. a theme park or whatever. Yeah. God. I wow. want to still be the voice. You made, you you made this be hammered out via reps. This had to be discussed and yeah. And it wasn't even like a money term thing. It was a right. like you just have to call me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you and you, I, you made good. You you got up to that, but like a like a dream plate to get up yeah. to, and you did like what you f- feel like you had to do. I, I mean, a Disney movie, movie, and I'm making sure that I'm always yeah there. yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'll I'll fucking ride this horse like Gad if I can. <laughs> sure, yeah, I would be happy to ride this into the ground. I like this guy. He's a cool little chipmunk. I'd play him for twenty years. <laughs> I'd do anything they want me to for this. Well, when the Mickey copyright expires, they're gonna say it all. Remember, it all started with a chipmunk. It all started with a chipmunk. <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to be the face of a lot. They're going to tell people, like, it was Pip the whole time. Yeah, exactly. They're it was always Pip. Mickey drew Pip on a train. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was Mickey's drawings. Yeah, so actually, yeah. it's, he's more Mickey important. Mickey created than... <laughs> <laughs> well, created and Mickey's, Mickey's lamp. Yeah. It's Mickey's apartment now. It is. In Disneyland. <laughs> yes. and that's Mickey's lamp. Yeah. Moving everyone over. Yeah, yeah. Walt first true lives yeah. in Toontown now. Oddly enough, they just kind of squamped. Yeah. It's yeah, like strange. the holiday. It's a holiday situation. <laughs> yeah, it's a holiday situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're so excited for you. Table at the Tamo Shanter. Yes. I think you would have the right to you go carve it into the table. I think nobody yeah, could say uh, no to that. Yeah. Get, get the knife out and <laughs> carve, it, <laughs> carve in. it in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm carving Pip. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of my face. Um, we're so excited to to check it out. Excited for so, you, well, listeners. Yeah. Uh, check great. it out. And uh, boy, I hope that if the next step is Pip in the park somehow. Just something. Yeah. yeah. Put it's, him in the partner statue. Put him in. <laughs> <laughs> he can be holding Mickey's hand. It's the third, the lower yeah, tier. Yeah, it's a little, they, they step down. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, beautiful. Uh, well, excellent. Congratulations. Uh, unless there's any more Marshall stuff to go. Root. No, the only final thing I said, the only final correction I just want to settle here. Yeah, uh, uh, Mike did, I believe, in the Munsters episode say that he believed that I oh, had yeah, also yeah. purchased a NECA figure of Zombo, <laughs> the character from the show within the movie. There was some I need uncertainty to correct. on my part, but yeah, you're right. I did I, not do I that. I threw it out, the idea that, that I, would I thought it was I would never possible. do such a thing. <laughs> he said, not only do I think Griffin owns it, but I think he texted me and said, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not so, angry about it. I'm not angry about it. These mistakes happen. We text each other about a lot of different yeah, I'm products. I remember, what was the toy then you said you needed? It was at the same... It was one of the San Diego Comic Con exclusives for 2022 at the NECA booth. Mm-hmm. I needed. We were both trying to find the pre-sale windows where they were going to go up. You want to oh, buy Zombo? Gremlin is what you want. I wanted the Greta Zom- the Gremlin, the bridal dress from I Gremlins too, yeah. okay. and I wanted the action That's figure of the poster from the thing. That's right. Yes, so I got yeah, those. NECA made the the figure of the poster, which is like that cool parka with the light coming out of the, the face. light coming out of the thing. That's not really okay. in the movie. But I did not buy a Zombo. I have not bought a Zombo. I will not buy a Zombo. I do not need one. I'm not offended. I just want, I have a reputation to maintain here. You need indie to, directors are listening to this podcast to thinking about whether or not know, apparently. to hire us. If you're a Zombo guy, you may not have gotten the role. I would not <laughs> have gotten the role. Yeah. The whole thing. You would never buy a Zombo. You buy three Kingos. I buy three Kingos. <laughs> no Zombo is three Kingos. Zombo is not, not Kingo. Kingo. <laughs> Zombo is not Kingo. Okay. You can find us on the socials at Podcast The Ride. Birch is available in our T Public store for three bonus episodes every month and to understand what the fuck we were talking about for the first 45 <laughs> minutes and for a lot of other stuff and too. here's the best episode ever of what podcast the ride wow. what, what for our endorsement uh, yeah. uh, judge for yourself by checking out podcast the ride the second gate uh, or, or get one more bonus episode on our new tier club three all that is at patreon.com slash podcast the ride we're heading i believe into a little thanksgiving break uh, at which point your assignments are to watch disenchanted on disney yes. plus mm-hmm. and also With the whole uh, family Yes, get everybody in there. Yes, don't leave. Don't leave Grandma out. No, no, she'll love she'll it. Love Pip. Yeah. Uh, and as for us, so we're going to be off on the main feed. But uh, I think this is a timeout. If so if you want to hear us do something, uh, I think on Club Three we're going to delve into Kingdom Hearts and figure yeah. out what the fuck. Oh, is, that's is, uh, exciting. Going on. That is a daunting hill. I haven't started climb. yet. I haven't started, uh, um, but yeah, I have the game have- sitting in plastic. Oh, you got the. Oh, you're gonna play it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I started going down that rabbit hole during the pandemic, and it's deep. Yeah, yeah, Boy. yeah. We're not going to get to all of it. Uh, sounds deep, confusing, bizarre. Uh, so check all that out at patreon.com slash 
podcast, The Ride. Uh, Griffin, thanks for joining us. Great always to hang, as always. Uh, uh, and just two exclamations, I think, to say at the end. One is, jumping jelly sticks. And the other is, sacre bleu. <laughs> Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.